0: Baby Why do you hurt me so bad? Oh no Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-baby baby
1: ba 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 baby ba baby Why do you hurt me so bad?
2: Hi, this is Christian Hi, this is David. And this is The Amazing Nerd Show. What's going on, man? Um, you know, I just watched two seasons of 13 Reasons Why, you know. Uh, I wanted to talk some emotions with you today, you know. You can go
0: fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any part of that.
2: No, 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 no. we got movies and video games and comics to yeah. talk about. Let's talk about real
0: stuff. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep all those stuff. emotions bottled up. Yeah. Let Yeah. <laughs> Where they belong. Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse got a trailer. Yes. A yes
2: full indeed. trailer, right? Mm hmm. What did you think, my friend? Animation is amazing. Um, I mean, storytelling so far, the way that they've shown it in this, I was like, this could be a live action film. Mostly because I just want to see Miles on live action. <laughs> but, um very well done i'm very surprised how much they put into this and i wonder how well it'll be received as a film outgoing. because i haven't heard much buzz around it no i haven't like either, that right? so
0: um yeah it's beautiful it really is um and it looks different like it's not your typical animation um it really is very like stylized I'm really excited for Miles to be exposed to like a mainstream mm-hmm. audience. I think he, it is going to be bigger than people are anticipating. Um, Miles is an awesome character, a groundbreaking character, and I think um, you know this is the right time to introduce him. Um, I am also disappointed that you know this is happening before his live action debut. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I'm curious to see where they're going with the storyline you know i mean with you know the whole into the spider-verse you know uh reference you know in the title i that whole book is really about like exploring you know alternate versions of you know Mm spider-man and them all teaming up and going on this quest together that does not seem you know at least from the trailer that we got today where they're going with this movie. I mean,
2: unless they're going to be doing more films and we just don't know like, if there's like a big plan.
0: Though, Spider-Gwen shows up yes. at the end. So I'm not sure. But although that wasn't like a huge moment, you know, and maybe it's just the way that they cut the trailer. Mm-hmm. They want to kind of hide that. I don't know. I'm interested to see where they're going. Because he does, Miles makes reference, like how many spider people are there? Yeah, there? and at the beginning they have that whole our universe
2: isn't the same as this other universe Mm -hmm. like at the beginning of the trailer, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I agree with everything you said, though. Gorgeous looking Mm -hmm. movie. Gorgeous. And I do feel like it's going to be under the radar and I feel like it's going to pop a huge, like, reaction from audiences. Um, If it's done. But so far, from what I've seen, it it looks just amazing. So... I mean, I'm looking forward to a theatrical release, so. I am, too. I am, too. So... And it's coming out Christmas, right? Yes. So they've got... I mean, they obviously they feel like it's going to do well if they're, Ooh. you know, debuting at Christmas. Um, so, um, do we feel like this is going to slow down them introducing Miles into the MCU? I mean, it's going to be a while either way. I feel like they
2: just started with Tom Holland. They're going to want to keep going.
0: No, they did actually tease him with... Uh, not the glover's character in uh homecoming um who's supposed to be miles uncle who ends up being the prowler who actually is in this trailer um they show him in this trailer miles fighting or spider-man it's fighting him i believe um this is the spider-man that they show in the trailer to it seems like an older spider-man um you know, who's kind of passing mm. down his knowledge to Miles. I don't know if it's going to be like a passing of the torch type deal. At first, at the original teaser trailer, I thought it was like an alternate version of Spider-Man that, you know, Miles was meeting for the first time. You know, I thought maybe they'd be following that kind of ultimate universe, you mm. know, storyline where Miles takes over the mantle after his Peter Parker um, dies in battle against the Green Goblin. It doesn't seem like that's what's happening you know, in this at all. So it seems like they've kind of got their own, like which isn't a bad yeah. thing. because It's a lot for an audience to digest. Mm. Um, although, it would be kind of perfect timing after we lost, you know, spoilers, Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man in Infinity War. So well, we already know we're getting Homecoming too. Yeah, but this, <laughs> this actually debuts before that. So there would be a nice little, like, you know, bonus. Not that they're saying this is, like, in continuity. No, it's That's not gonna be like a Vixen situation yeah. or anything like that. So. so I don't know. I'm 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 excited. I'm excited. I I forgot about this though. <laughs> Completely. Because <laughs> it's been a while since yeah, that we, haven't,
2: we haven't talked about it since like I think around our first episode. Yeah. So Yeah, so it's
0: been a while. But yeah, no, I, I forgot about how excited I am for this. So it's saying release date, December fourteenth for this movie. So something to look forward to uh, yes. around Christmas. hmm So What else have you been looking forward to? Uh, I am just recently looking forward to Suspiria. Um, I'm not always a huge fan of remakes, um, but this one's got quite the buzz behind it. Um, Everyone who's seen, like, just different footage and screenings have been getting really excited um, for this. Um, I'm a huge fan of the original Suspiria. Um, This, from the teaser, they dropped a teaser trailer, Mm. Um, just yesterday, actually, um, this looks very different than what we had, you know, in the '70s. For the uh,
2: younger horror fans out there, what would you say this movie is? What, the
0: original? Yes. What was? Well, okay, so the original movie is by uh, Dario Argento. Um, it is an Italian uh, gallo film. Or giallo. I always get the um, <laughs> pronunciation wrong on that. But um, it is a movie that is about a coven of witches that are running this like like dance studio that this young girl from America um, comes to Europe to um, partake in. And then she slowly finds out this like mystery behind everything that's going on. There's a murder in the beginning. It is a beautiful film. It's like a technicolor like nightmare. Every shot is like art. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous film. Um, It's very trippy, um, but, like, the murders and the deaths are ultra-violent, especially for the time. But, like, it's done in a way where it almost seems like art, as, like, messed up as that seems. Um, It has a, like, just just a super like groundbreaking soundtrack that mm. is like still like, you know, people have the, uh, like I have it on my computer by nice. Goblin. Um, just like the score, you know, has really, really just invaded like, you know, horror mm. movie scores since its release. Goblin's done tons of movies, like tons of Italian movies since. And uh, I even believe there's a cut of Dawn of the Dead with a Goblin soundtrack a whole thing but there you know so it just there's even nowadays still like Goblin's music has influenced a lot of scores in modern day horror movies Mm. still so this movie though it feels like it's kind of playing with the premise but it seems like it's telling its own story which I'm totally fine with I always feel like remakes are like I don't want to see a shot for shot remake you know bring something new to the table you know maybe honor what the original film was about, capture its essence, but, you know, tell your own story. Um, I always feel like that's when a remake is at its best. You know, give me something different. Give me a different angle. And this is definitely doing this. The palette on this movie, color-wise, is completely different. It's all like browns and grays. Yeah, it's very, I the very muted, um, which the other, and I'll have to play the trailer for you. On after the podcast the other one is like literally like the colors are like jumping off the screen it's now, like red and blue it's very almost is like a, this novel. is a teaser do you think that that maybe they have
2: this maybe maybe they have the idea to do this in a way where it's almost like wizard of oz where it
0: starts off as one palette and then as she gets to the um uh, in reading um and because that's kind of what i was thinking at first but then mm-hmm. i started reading interviews and the directors like come out and said no this is like very much the palette. I'm going the opposite side of the spectrum with this. You know, this is what I want from my movie. It is going to have the same themes involved in it, but it's going to be a very different telling. Now, the movie itself does look beautiful, but it's just mm-hmm. in a different way. It looks very well shot. Um, you know, it it has some pretty big names in it too. Uh, you got Dakota Johnson, Tilda. How do you say Tilda, Tilda Swinton? Swinton. Um, and then you also have uh, Chloe Grace is Moretz. It right? yeah. Moretz, yes. So um, you've got bigger names in it. You've got the guy from Radiohead doing the score mm-hmm. for this movie, and the score. Is oh, he's no, doing the whole score. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I thought it might just be the soundtrack. No, the he's doing the whole score. That's interesting. The so, um, yeah, and the, uh, just from the trailer, that's the music sounds great mm-hmm. and everything, but it's very different than the Goblin soundtrack. You know what the goblin, what goblins scored for the original *Suspiria* is very different than what they're doing here. Um, you know, but it there's definitely this sense of just like dread in the whole like trailer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you picked that up, and there's this like almost like buildup that's happening. You know, through the whole trailer, and they it, they do it with the way that they've kind of edited it together and the way that they're using the music and everything. But there's this this just strong sense of dread that's happening. And then they've leaked some, like, stills and everything like that, which are pretty fucking brutal right now, that if you go ahead and Google search them, you'll eventually find them. Um, So, I mean, this is definitely going to have that aspect to it, too. Um, But, I don't know. I'm definitely excited for it. You know, I'm always ready to be let down with remakes. It's such a hard, you know, undertaking to, you know, pay, like homage to these huge movies you know I mean Suspiria is on a lot of people's like top 10 horror movie lists I mean it's that level of a movie so it's going to be really hard to hold a candle up to that film so we'll see we'll see I'm the director's name and I'm going to totally destroy his name is Luca Guaggino (laughs) Guaguino so it's an Italian director Um, he's got a lot of buzz around him he's done a lot of films that are critically acclaimed so it seems like it's in good hands, but um, we'll see. We'll see. You know. Oh, and we also we had a few uh, uh, pictures finally of the uh, Halloween remake. Oh uh, okay. yeah. Well, not remake. I'm sorry. Sequel. A direct sequel from the first one. I guess they're just kind of washing their hands of all the other uh, Halloween movies, which is okay. I'm yeah. good with. <laughs> You know, not that I have a problem with, you know, a lot of those movies. I, I love a lot of them. But there's some garbage sequels that I don't need them to really, like, hold true to all those sequels storyline-wise. You know, I want to forget that Buster Rhymes was fucking, you know, doing Kung Fu on Michael Myers. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I, I don't want to forget fucking that. Fucking assholes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Never. Um, but yeah, so, but they, they look promising. Um, I'm just excited to be getting a Halloween movie though, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, I'm not super stoked for Jamie Lee Curtis being in this movie. I've seen each too well. I think,
2: that, I think her still was the only one that I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know how i felt
0: thought about that. But The way Michael Myers looks in these pictures though, oh, yeah. know, it looks fantastic. You know? Like, dirty. Just yes. Gringy. Well, yes, yes. There's definitely like a grunge level mm-hmm. to him. And it makes sense, storyline wise, because it's supposed to be 40 years later. So, which is kind of crazy to make Michael like 60 or 70 years old. So, but whatever, you know, you still got a lot left <laughs> in the tank, all right? Apparently, <laughs> um, it's just weird that they chose the premise of like you know the final showdown between Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis after we had H2O, just like what 10 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe, um, or maybe 20 years ago. Oh my god, was it 20 years ago? I'm not I'm old. Yeah, I think it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, it's called H20 for a reason. It's it's like the 20th anniversary of Halloween. And now it's the 40th anniversary. So it's got to be... It's math, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is math. So, I wasn't a huge fan of that film by any means. But, like, I don't know. I've seen it already. So I don't know why they chose this way. But it seems like it's in good hands. And I'm just excited to have Michael Myers back on the big screen, honestly. So, um, huge fan. Sorry, I'm doing math in my head. <laughs> I
2: stare. It was 1998. Okay. So,
0: yeah. It's exactly 20. Yeah. Really took you that long to do that math? <laughs> Christian was making this face. I was kind of confused on what was going on. Uh, apparently. It's been a long day. Math right? is not Christian's strong. It really isn't. <laughs> Sorry for the long pause. I'm a writer, not a mathematician. Uh-huh, apparently. Uh, so... Those are and we're gonna get a Halloween trailer this Friday actually. Yes. So we will be talking about the Halloween trailer next, next episode. Week. Oh yes.
2: So New Japan had their super junior finals and we got to see Hiromu versus Ishimori. And who came out on top? Hiramu. Hiromu. I was surprised. I was very behind Ishimori. I thought he was gonna go up against Osprey at Dominion, no doubt in my mind. The fact that Hiromu won, super exciting the last thing i thought was gonna
0: happen yeah i was surprised by it too because it felt like it was the natural build especially mm. with ishimori just debuting with the company mm. you know or re with the company so i really thought this was his time and everything it seemed like it was really building towards that but i mean i was pleasantly surprised it mm. was an awesome match yeah so. man did they go back and forth <laughs> they did they did um and just I really, really enjoyed um, Ishimori's mm. like style. I've I haven't really been exposed to him at all. Exactly, as someone who's never seen like any of his matches, that was definitely interesting. He's like <laughs> a, he's like a cross between like Rey Mysterio and like Chris Benoit. He's like this mean little vicious like Rey Mysterio. Like it, it, it was pretty awesome. So, um, just his intensity alone in the ring and how smooth he is, though on top of it usually you don't have that combination with a wrestler but i mean he was just like he hit things so crisply you know i mean just the way he would you know pop like suplexes out of nowhere and slid underneath the bottom rope. um just i mean in a great pace to the match too like he would slow down at right part at the right parts of the match and then he would speed up when needed to so um you know i i'm excited to see more from him you know, I didn't watch the whole tournament, I just kind of watched this match, um, but I, I'm definitely going to be mm. following his career very closely now. So, um, what do you think about the matchup between uh, Tanahashi and uh, Osprey?
2: Um, I mean, I still, in my opinion, I think Ospreay's going to hold the title. I do too. Uh, it's just the way that he's had his victories lately and how he's
0: been holding himself, I feel like they're going to want to keep it on him and keep it chaos for right now. It feels like he's getting a huge push and they're really behind him mm-hmm. right now. Um, and it seems like he's really working this angle, of like going through the best of the best. Um, so I do feel like this is just going to be another stepping stone, you know, in his path. I do feel like he's eventually going to face, like, Mysterio now that, you know, he's signed with New mm-hmm. Japan. You know, I don't know what kind of contract ha- he has, but I don't see there's any way that match isn't going to be happening. So, um, but I I'm happy it's it's more it's awesome for us that Ooh. we get all these great matches all these dream matches now so um but yeah yeah and I do you feel like Hiramu really needs the title no but I do I do like when LiJ wins so <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I mean I don't know if he's ever held the title yeah yes okay so I don't feel like he needs the title now I mean it's a big win for him because um, I feel like he's been kind of like treading water lately right yeah he's he, solo wise he hasn't been winning too many matches okay okay so and he's been in big matches mm. but I feel like he's just you know 50 50 at best um I don't know I, I feel like this is Osprey's time. So and especially knowing that Hiramu's actually held the belt before, I mean, I would like to see. Osprey. I mean, he
2: had a great feud with Kushida. That was like one of my like one of like one of my big things getting into New Japan was watching Hiramu versus Kushida. Okay. Uh, Kushida, uh, Mister Back to the Future guy. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about, my friend. Yes. Uh, yeah, he. That's still one of my favorite gimmicks that they have going, because <laughs> it's like one of the only gimmicks that they have going too. And it's just, it's just astounding to me. Like that's his whole gimmick. It's just he's a big fan of Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious to me. Um, and like his move sets are named after Back to the just, I don't know. It's hilarious. But I mean, I mean, I like Back to the Future too. So like that, whatever. <laughs> so, but not not enough to make it a lifestyle. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I drive a DeLorean. Well that's cool. i looked him up. That's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so but just an awesome match. If you have a chance, mm. check it out. Um and we've got Dominion this weekend. Yes. Yes, and it is a fucking awesome card. We've got a lot of great matches. I mean, on top you've got Okada and Kenny in a two out of three falls, no time limit match do you feel like there's any way that they don't go an hour oh it's going over an hour so do you i mean my god like how long do you think they go I, I gotta say that they're gonna go an hour 30 at least so last match they had they went like a like they went like an hour 15 or something right didn't they go they went long right was well, the, the had, last match wasn't the draw, right, or what they, it was? No, they had a time limit draw, hmm. right? Oh no, that's right. They had the time limit draw, and then Kenny actually ended up winning. Yeah. the third match that was a shorter match actually, so they did do the draw already. I do feel like they're going to go over. They'll definitely go over an hour. I feel like, especially since they set it up where like hmm. no draws, no time limit. Um, who do you think is going to win? between Omega and Okada. Yeah. You dare <sighs> say it?
2: <laughs> I don't. I feel like right now I feel like Okada's going over. You do. Like I know the last time we talked about this, I was <sighs> I was very behind Omega, but right now it feels like an Okada win. God. I just don't know where they're going. I feel like they won't want to drop it till Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Could you see a situation where it's Okada chasing at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. And I could see him as a vicious heel definitely chasing after it. Yeah. Um, I just feel like this match just kind of came out of nowhere. mm -hmm. And I feel like this would be the perfect time to put the belt on Kenny. You know?
2: And give him a run. And
0: I mean, he'd be kind of a tweener champion, Mm. you know? A transitional champion, if you will, but... I don't know. I mean, I know they're you know looking at the international market. It really feels like you know Kenny would be a great you know diplomat for them. You know, someone out there just trying to like spread the word. Mm. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I've been burned so many times though <laughs> by this. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm obviously tempted to just say Okada, but I.
2: It feels like it's it the feels last the perfect setup for
0: Okada though. That's the last, but this didn't the even last need to. So you to feel over. like, oh, because technically they're tied. Yeah, they're two two. So Okada beats Omega, and then he can say, "I've done it all." Yeah. So then, who's his challenger next? Maybe Naito.
2: But he's already beat Naito. Yeah, but Naito still hasn't finished his storyline. Now you say Naito. Is it Nahido or Naito? Yeah. I always say Naito. I've heard them say Naito. and It's I've heard hard because it feels it. like
0: the American announcers aren't even sure.
2: It, it sounds like the crowd says um, um, Naito when they chant Naito, his name. Naito, yeah. But I, I like the way Naito sounds, so I'm just making sure Yeah, So you <laughs> feel funny. like you can change the man's name because you like the way it sounds? <laughs> People do it to my last name on the a regular balls basis, ball's right? on you, my friend.
0: <laughs> uh. I like Naito. I'm calling you Chris from now on. Um, just because I like the way it sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, god damn it. I really want to say Kenny. The dream is to have a triple threat uh, Watch the Kingdom. Okay, so Okada, Omega, and who? Naito. 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 That would be Naito. my dream. Naito? Um, that would be awesome, though. <laughs> but, you know, I don't... Yeah. I do love triple threat matches when they're well done, mm. but it's hard to pull off. So, I mean, these guys can definitely pull it exactly. off. But I, I, <laughs> I love classic one-on-one matches on, like, big shows like this, too. though. So I, I guess I'm kind of, like, a purist, a traditionalist, if you will, when it comes to that. Like, I hate it when, like, the WrestleMania event main event is, like, a, a triple threat. Like, I want a one-on-one. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say Omega, man. I'm gonna go Omega on this.
2: Do you say Omega Omega wins the title, he goes into All In and it's Okado Omega at all
0: in? Oh god that a, would be fantastic. chasing. I don't know if New Japan would let them have that match in All In though. Mm. That would be fantastic. I would love it. <laughs> but the tickets are already sold out, yeah. so
2: <laughs> probably you could spend the five hundred, get that uh those tickets still And then there's no <laughs> streaming that's happening so far.
0: So far. I, I have a good feeling that they're gonna get to there. I just feel like they're just leaving money on the table, not <laughs> streaming it. Oh um, seems bizarre. I, I feel, feel like I mean, they'll definitely record it and like it might be released at a later date. But Maybe they'll have a special B the Elite. I just that just seems bizarre not to stream it, but whatever. Uh Cody's normal. already
2: teasing like a
0: all in two and stuff at shows. Oh so. yeah, I don't see any way that there isn't an all in two. I think we talked about that before. Um, all right, so we also have an insane Chris Jericho, uh, going after oh, fucking insane. Chris That's Jericho. right, Fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking forget it. Uh, <laughs> I love all of his promo work. Yeah, <laughs> going into <laughs> <That's this>. insane. <laughs> um, who do you got in this match?
2: Uh, I I see Naito holding on to the title for a little bit longer.
0: Do you have Jericho like? lay down two two matches in a row like this? You
2: know, it would be so crazy to see Jericho running around New Japan with
0: the Intercontinental title. Because it's not like they can't have a rematch for it. True. You know? And I don't know what kind of contract he has, but it feels like he's maybe sticking around for a little bit. Um, Just looking to, like, his tour schedule, it doesn't seem like he's anywhere ready to, like go back to WWE anytime soon. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's having too much fun. So and I know he's <sighs> supposed to be on tour for a while. So I could see him sticking around with New Japan if they're willing to pay him. Um I'm looking at the next few events they have one on the third I feel like if he loses this mm-hmm. match, he probably isn't coming back after this. So if he is sticking around, I could see him winning somehow and then having Just because I feel like...
2: I mean, it's possible because the next big event they have is at the end of the month.
0: Okay. So then he could face them at the end of the month. Exactly. Potentially. So... And it would be awesome to see him with the uh, IC champ.
2: Oh my God. The IC championship and then
0: saying that he's the greatest... Because he's got the record in the WWE for holding that belt uh, the most times. I think he's held it like nine or ten times. So now having another like IC belt around his waist and... <laughs> I'm sure he'll do the math and add that into the equation.
2: The problem is, it's just like that storyline. Nino's not going to care if he has the title.
0: No, but he doesn't want to lose to Jericho regardless. Sure. I just
2: don't know. I don't know how far they take that because there's technically there's two events. So there's one at June thirteenth, and then there's one uh, at at the end of June, pretty
0: much. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I could. I don't know. It feels like they'd want this to continue on. There's no special, like, stipulations with this mm. match, so it could just end, you know, in some kind of, you know, smudge, and then they just carry on, you know, where they have to have a rematch. That could happen, too. So I'm not sure. Do you think Naido broke... Uh, Hiramu's, uh trophy, the Super J. I don't know. How <laughs> awesome was that like. moment? Right? <laughs> is that the trophy bro. Well, it's kind of it's funny because they like he, like he was posing with it. I guess Hiramu, like they care. The rest of Lij cares about their belts and their trophies, mm. just not Naido, right? Yeah, is that the thing? I guess. Okay. <laughs> so do you think he like cracked it like Adam?
2: I I don't know.
0: That I, that's hilarious. totally
2: a Naito move. That was... was hilarious, though, to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: but anyway, let's get back to the card. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, we've got Will Ospreay coming in as the champion, the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, and he's going against Hiramu. Yes. So, and we kind of discussed this already. We feel like Ospreay is going to end up. I, it just what it feels like right now. It feels like they're really behind, right mm. now. so he's getting—he's really getting the push right now. So, which is cool. I mean, he d- definitely deserves it. God knows. So, and then I didn't even know this match was going on until this week, and I don't know if they just announced it, but you've got Rey Mysterio, Jushin Thunder Liger, and uh, Tanahashi versus Cody, Marty, and Hangman. And what a fun match that will be. Yes, yes. And it's awesome to see like Mysterio like mix it up with, you know, hmm. Marty and Hangman and Cody, although we've seen him wrestle Cody before, but still, this is a different version of yes. Cody. So this definitely will be fun and I I can't imagine what this match is. It's just gonna be entertainment, you know, from Bell to Bell. So um and just Mysterio just looks like he's in his prime again, which is amazing. <laughs> so I don't know how old that guy is. I mean, he he started wrestling when he was like 10 or something mm-hmm. crazy like that. So, but, yeah, yeah. It's in his blood. It is in his blood. But he looks like he found the fountain of like you. Because he's, <laughs> he looks like he's de-aged somehow.
2: So. Well, I mean, I haven't seen him under his mask. Well,
0: yes, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Just
2: cracks all right? over the
0: place. <laughs> <'Cause> physically. <laughs> you know, he looks like he's in yes. like some of the best shape of his life, so,
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, if Liger can still go, I have no problem with
0: Mysterio still going, you know? Liger's insane. He's just because <laughs> Liger's got to be in his 50s, mm-hmm. at least. And to be putting on the quality matches that he has been, I mean, when he wrestled against Osprey, I was amazed, like, that he was able to even keep up. So, um, yeah. No, they're both freaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, all right. What else do we have? Oh, uh, we have Nick and Matt
2: Jackson going after their first, like, heavyweight tag team championship match against
0: L.I.J. Pretty big deal. Yes. Um, do you see any way that the Young Bucks don't win this match?
2: I, <sighs> I definitely see them winning at this point. Um, I don't know if they bring these titles and it becomes a uh,
0: Young Bucks versus um, Golden Lovers lovers situation. I feel like that's where they're going to end up. Do you think, since we're both kind of on the same wavelength here, does that mean something happens during Kenya Okada where the Young Bucks cost Omega because they keep on talking about him being the lead. Like, oh, it's going to be weird not being out there with him. You know, and they kind of show... I don't know if you saw this week's episode. I haven't watched it. They show, like, a, like footage of, like, last year. Where they mm-hmm. were, like, you know, walking him down to the ring and everything. And they were with him. So I feel like they're going to make an appearance during that match. So do they somehow further the storyline, you know? Kind of it would like make sense. Screwing I mean, Kenny... And then Okada holding the titles, so. and then Okada keeps the belt, and then the Golden Lovers are, you know, challenging the Gunbucks for the for those belts. With that storyline, does that put Kenny out of the Bullet Club officially? Then it depends if it's on purpose, you know, mm. if it's, if that intent was there, or if it's another case of them accidentally, you know, costing him the match. You know, because they've definitely been like, you know, hinting at them, you know, you know, uh, like a reconciliation, you know, between mm-hmm. the two. Um, so I don't know. That's a weird situation, especially since they want to they keep going back and forth with. Well, him. I think it's weird, too, because like they want Kenny still on the show. Yeah. but Like angle wise, he really shouldn't <laughs> be on the show. <laughs> but obviously, you know, he's a r- big reason why a lot of people watch.
2: I definitely see it coming down to being a who's the better team situation yeah. because, and they had
0: such a great match mm-hmm. when they for, when they met up the first time. So I, I all four know. of those guys can go. Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> mean, not to
2: not to take anything away
0: from Sonata and Evil here, since yeah. we've
2: completely just eliminated them from this match, apparently. Yeah. Well, but,
0: I could very much see them like mm-hmm. retaining the title since it's their first, you know, the Young first go at these belts. So. um... But I don't know. It just feels like if they don't win it here, I feel like they're going to win it soon. Mm. Um, you know, And I definitely feel like that's going to be something. Maybe even like at Russell Kingdom, maybe that's where they go with that. You Because, know? I mean, God, Golden Lovers is over in New yes. Japan. Holy shit. And I had no clue how big that team was you know, to so the JMPDs audience mm-hmm. until they like got together and we got cannons of confetti and, <laughs> you know, streamers yeah. shooting everywhere. Yes. Not um, even for the champion. But not even for the champion, tongue. just for them hugging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. We're going backwards on this card, I just realized. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mentioned that earlier when you were new. Yeah, it, whatever, is. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do we have next? Uh, Mike Elgin going up against Goto and Tachi for the Never Openweight Championship in a three-way. Hmm. Do you think Elgin re- finally gets his title back or what?
0: i like to see it. I like Elgin. Mm-hmm. He's so. been chasing after this title for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Goto's had it for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see him getting the belt back. Um, should be a fun match, though. I'm sure they'll be, you know, punching each other hard anyway, so <laughs> It's always so it it a good time, yes. right? <laughs> I like watching people just like take each other's heads off. So that's pretty much what you get in these matches.
2: Now, what facts Tachi part of? Uh, Suzuki Gun, correct? I believe so.
0: E- yes, is that this the guy who sings into the mic? Yes, yes.
2: So then it's Suzuki Gun, it's chaos and I don't know if Mike
0: Elgin's in a team. I don't believe so. I'm not sure. Unless he's part of that weird team that we're always confused oh, by. Uh, they're just thrown together. God, I forgot. Because everyone has to be part of a faction in New Japan. Yeah. And they're like the worst faction anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one guy's the captain and he's got the like weird soccer jersey on. Or yeah, something. and he's got like. It's named after him too. I can't remember.
2: It's just Goddamn bizarre. <laughs> He's not even on the car. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving yes. on. Yes. Uh, my favorite competitor, Yano and Ishii, <laughs> going up against Suzuki Gun and Zack Saber Jr.
0: Yeah, Suzuki Gun and
2: uh, Zack Saber Jr. Are you sure? I mean, all it takes is one low blow from Yano,
0: and it's over,
2: right? And Ishii is one tough
0: motherfucker. He is a tough motherfucker. But, but he's not
2: tougher than Suzuki. Suzuki, <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: scares the living shit out of me, so um, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with Suzuki.
2: Okay. Well, most importantly, does Yano get any DVD sales from this match? <laughs> I mean That's Obviously. the main focus. That's the only reason here. he's there, so
0: um, yeah. You know it's going to be um, Saber and Suzuki. It kind of makes me upset that Suzuki... I mean, I guess... I understand why they went with, you know, Naito and Jericho, obviously. Mm. But I feel like he was just kind of, like, you know, tossed to the side.
2: Well, they had a couple... They had, like... If you watch like, every road plus... So the they had... He's got... He's had, had
0: he's had rematches for that. Moment. Yeah,
2: plus they had, like, tons of
0: tag yeah. matches, I guess, okay. other, Well, so. I know. New Japan loves their tag matches. Mm. And, I mean, God knows WWE loves their tag matches, but oh, yeah. Not lately. Well, they don't care about their tag <laughs> matches, but they'll put them on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know, man. I
2: I don't see any way Suzuki yeah. Into winning Yeah, if I was gonna predict anything, it's definitely gonna be Zack Saber Jr. and uh, Suzuki like both doing their like rotating um, submissions on Yano. Yes, so. that should be fun. Just for the facials alone. Exactly. Alright, where are we next? Um, we have another tag match uh, with Finley and Juice Robinson going up against Yoshihashi and Jay White. Sorry, David Finley, I should say. Not just
0: Finley. Because mm-hmm. Not Fit I'm... Finley. Not his Exactly. <laughs> Although it would be pretty cool if, like, Hornswoggle came from underneath the ring during this match. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. would <laughs> <laughs> be kind of cool. You it would pop. not be cool. You I would, would pop. I would not pop. You would pop. You totally have, have a Hornswoggle shirt at home. And the action figure. <laughs> he had an don't action you? figure? Oh, yeah. He had an action figure for everyone. Sure. Come on now. Um, yeah. I'm going to make a wild prediction. Just out of nowhere. Based on nothing. I'm going to say David Finley turns on Juice Robinson. I think Finley is gonna go full heel. Yeah,
2: it makes sense, and I wouldn't mind seeing Juice Robinson and Finley in a like match against each other.
0: Because right now Finley was kind of feuding with Jay White, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the basis on this. But I feel like it's kind of weird for Finley, kind, because he's been kind of heelish. Yes, but for him to still be like tagging with Juice who's not a heel at all. Yeah, very much loved. So <laughs> Yes. So I could see Finley just turning on Juice right at the same time. Phil's kinda down on the card for JY right now, right?
2: Yeah. Um he hasn't been doing as much lately. It's he's had this weird relationship with Chaos lately. Where he's definitely he's coming out to his own music. He's like refusing to do any of the poses a, or he's anything. Not a like team that.
0: player. No. Okay. But so, we kinda saw that happening. Yeah. It's a little soon though. Do you feel like he's eventually going to challenge Okada?
2: They they allude to it. I don't want to see it. Well, just because you don't want to see it
0: doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Because yeah. it de- definitely
2: feels like this guy's you know he's
0: talked about it multiple times to the while
2: still being in the faction, mm-hmm. saying that he'll go after Okada. It's just it doesn't.
0: Why did he join the faction in the first I don't place? Know. So right, whatever it,
2: he belongs to Suzuki Gun at least that I feel like that character fits.
0: That group rather he's than just chaos. Not, and... He's not over with me right now. Yeah, you know he hasn't really. I've seen like I liked his match with um, him and uh, Adam Page. You know, mm. I thought that was a good match. Um, but overall, he just hasn't done enough for me to just to justify this push he's getting. So it feels like they're giving us like the Walmart sting, you know, from <laughs> the late '90s. That's what we're getting without the face without the face paint, really. Uh. So, I don't know. And the talent. No, he's talented. I take that back. <laughs> he's talented. It's just, he's, I not feel like, he's, just, no, he's not terrible. No, he's talented. He is talented. Absolutely talented. I just, I feel like he's still young now. He'll grow on Yeah. I hope so. This
2: time next year, he'll be your favorite wrestler. I,
0: I, I don't <laughs> see that happening. But, you know, if he becomes my favorite wrestler, you have to wear your Hornswadwell shirt. Is that a deal? Or we have to at least post your Hornswoggle tattoo on Instagram. No, we'll get matching Hornswoggle tattoo. <laughs> if, if he becomes your favorite, you can make okay. It. Right. I'll get a Jay White shirt if you wear a Hornswoggle shirt. Sure. And they've got him at fucking Hot Topic right now. Not Hornswoggle, Jay White. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm like, what the fuck? Well <laughs> oh, I'm
2: sure there was a point where yeah they I'll had buy a Hornswoggle no, shirt. No, I'll have to look on eBay at this point. <laughs> He's still around somewhere. No, but... he
0: still does independence. He's still on the, the scene. So, he's out there. Don't put that Hornswoggle man.
2: Actually, I was never a fan. <laughs> <laughs> never. All right. Well, moving on. Well, uh, last but not least, not the main event of the card, but no. um, one of your favorite teams, Yo from uh, Rapunge 3K. 3K. I almost said 3K Rapunge. <laughs> very odd. Uh, against El Desperado and his teammates. I can't pronounce
0: his name. So... Maru? <laughs> Cat- Canemaru? Canemaru? I like it. Let's go with it. Sure. I have no idea who those guys are. I didn't even I, know I've had seen the El Des-
2: Desperado. He's not a bad wrestler. Okay. Um, but, I,
0: yeah, I had no idea. Does he, was he was. have a mask? Yeah. Okay. I think I know who you're talking about, but... I can't recall a match at all. And I had no idea that they're their champs.
2: Yeah, I had no... I never saw them win the title, so... Yeah.
0: Unless I, I skipped over the we match. We obviously missed something, so yes. that's okay. <laughs> but, yeah.
2: Um,
0: I'm going to go with Punky 3 k
2: uh, You know, just to be the catalyst, I'll go with the other team. The other team of guys you don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like Rapungi 3 I'm a fan, so...
2: I do at times. They're very talented. They're very talented, I like them in the ring, um, but I'm not like, I'm not like, Punky 3K, 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 you know, when they come out. I'm not that, you don't that have, fan, you, you
0: know. You don't have the entrance uh, music downloaded?
2: No, man. I'm sure? not carrying the sign with me anywhere, which, you know. Okay, All just right. not me. We'll get you there.
0: We'll get you there, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a show guy, man. <laughs> I like show. Uh, so
2: was there anything you want to talk about from Raw this week?
0: Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. No, no. Um, they're definitely treading water. Yes. Um, the was one benefit fear. The one benefit of it is we're getting more wrestling out of it because they've run out of storyline. <laughs> Because it's been five, six weeks in between shows. Wow, I'm surprised they're wrestling on my wrestling show. Yeah, it's crazy, but you don't get it all the time. Right. So it's very interesting that I feel like they've like gotten into this groove of Rollins opens up the show and Balor closes the show right now. So that's happened like the last month I feel mm. like. Um, but Balor's been putting on great matches, Rollins is putting in great matches, um, I'm a little more intrigued now with the whole Rollins versus Elias thing that's going on. Um, they had a decent little match. Elias DDT him on the belt. That was kind of a cool spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't see any way Rollins is dropping that belt anytime soon. You know, like I said, he kind of you know is working the people's you know champ mm-hmm. angle going on. Do you think I, they will build on Elias though? Do you think they will
2: instead of him just being this gimmicky type of character where he's only just playing for the crowds,
0: will he get some like animosity behind him? I think they need for him to win more matches mm. to kind of put that character over even more. So, I mean, he's over as a heel now, but it's strictly on, you know, the whole guitar playing bit before. He's really good at it. I mean, mm. the guy has it when it comes to you know working the mic um I'd like to see him put it together more in the ring but he's in he's in there with the right people yeah. you know so he just needs more seasoning in, you know from my perspective in the ring um and I feel like this is gonna be I, I feel like this is gonna be the year where he gets it and you know by the end of the year I could definitely see him getting like an IC run um under his belt so um but, yeah, no, I mean, they're behind him, and, you know, he, like I said before, he's the modern-day honky-tonk mm. man. He really is. So, I mean, he even, I didn't even put, like, he even does, like, a neckbreaker like him. He does mm. the shake, rattle, and roll. <laughs> so, he's absolutely the modern-day honky-tonk man. But, I mean, I've been enjoying him. I mean, first when he came on the scene, I groaned and was like, really, this is the guy you're calling up from NXT? I mean, he's totally, like, a Vince guy. But... He's earned his keep. Uh, right now, I see, I see him getting the IC title
2: off of um, Rollins. You do? You think so? And I feel like Rollins will move on to go after the Universal title. Oh, what Universal title?
0: So the rumor this week is that that belt is going to get defended to SummerSlam. To SummerSlam. So you're that's the sense. end of August. So you <laughs> got plenty of time. Yeah, before that happens. And that's the enough also- time to put a program together. But I don't think it's. You think it's gonna be Rollins who's going after that? I want to see Rollins go after that. Oh, I absolutely do too. Um, I feel like Rollins. I still feel like he's going to be in your WrestleMania main event. I feel like this is going to be the year so mm-hmm. the year of Rollins, and they're going to be building him up to like the Rumble, and then him, you know, going after. Well, they definitely um, usually like to start that after Summerslam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's why I don't see him actually having the belt till maybe. I feel like he'll be pursuing it, he'll be working an angle around it. I could eventually see them teasing a program between him and Roman. Um, you know, maybe they actually do the unthinkable and finally turn Reigns heel um completely and have those two feud. So I could see Roman getting mm. the belt off of Lesnar at SummerSlam and then you get Reigns versus It's Roman. just it's such a pity that we have to have that
2: match either way.
0: Of
2: Roman versus Reigns. Yeah, you know, but I think Roman versus <laughs> Roman versus <laughs> Lesnar.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't want to see that match. I agree, <laughs> and I hope they buried it in the card. They won't, but um,
1: no, you it's know, not a main event. I know.
0: Sorry Although you don't want another. I mean, Vince supposedly was shaken by the fact that people were just leaving. Um, you know, during the pay per view, during the main event, last 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 pay per view. So maybe he'll learn his lesson. Who knows. So, I don't know. I, I I definitely feel like Rollins and Reigns could put on a great match though together. Yeah, they of course so, they can. You know, and hopefully they give him the right kind of angle to get there. So, I'm okay with that. As long as it ends up with Rollins with that belt around mm-hmm. his waist. So, you know, I feel, like I said before, I feel like this is a very, like, Shawn Michaels, like, rise to the belt, you know so and I know he, he's held it before but I feel like this is like his second coming through. Mm. so but yeah I feel like he's really and you keep there. him faced throughout this entire situation yes okay yes I feel like he'll be faced during this um and, and the way that they're pushing him right now he's like the, like I said he's like the people's champion and he's the workhorse and mm. you know he's over you know finally as a face now you know I feel like what was it that, that gauntlet match I feel like that was the starting point, where he finally like clicked on all cylinders, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I kind of it was eye opening. Where I feel like oh they're really behind him. The way that they had him last through that entire match and everything. I think he went like almost like an hour and minutes, mm-hmm. something crazy like that. It's like they're really getting behind him, you know. And I feel like that momentum hasn't really slowed down since then. So I don't. Know. I don't. Know. I, I feel like they're behind. You know, round. But um, other than that, there wasn't tons that happened on Raw. Like I said, they were really treading water. Uh, Strowman broke a ladder. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Rude was acting a little more heelish in that match. Um, I'm hoping that's a sign of things to come. Um, I feel like he has no place as a babyface at all. Um, So... I don't know, maybe at Money in the Bank or after Money in the Bank, they finally just let him be healed. and just let him be himself. So, um, other than that... How'd
2: you you feel about Baron Corbin becoming
0: a uh, authority figure? He's the the sheriff of uh, Raw. Yes. (laughs) I, I didn't care about it at all. I mean, it just, I'm so done with the authority and Angle and the G, like, I'm just done with that. Mm. It just doesn't make any sense storyline wise, and it's boring, honestly. Um, it's interesting that they because it felt like they're they kind of fell out of love with Corbin for a while, Mm. but obviously not if they're in this kind of role. Um, you know, maybe it leads to like a match between him and Angle, you know, I mean, and That'd be a great person to have. That you know? or Jason Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. what Jason Jordan? I feel like Jason Jordan's supposed to be out for a while. Yeah. But. So I mean, eventually, yeah. Um, but I could see like this leading to like a SummerSlam match or something like that. And I mean, Corbin could really use like being underneath like Kurt Angle's like learning tree for a while. So that could definitely help. You, you think he tells him to shave his head? No well yes <laughs> he should have some kind of hair because that oh god his hair is horrible I told you that before right his hair is just just someone needs to pull him aside and say shave your fucking hair man it's ridiculous he's got like a in it almost mm-hmm. it's horrible you're on TV it's HDTV man what are you maybe doing maybe he'll
2: start wearing a do-rag or something no
0: no <laughs> just shave your fucking hair let it go. It's over. Ooh, I told you I'm shaving my head. It's happening. It's uh, happening. <laughs> I'm going to make you polish it too, Christian. Some kind of Before every episode. <laughs> uh, SmackDown. <laughs> uh, a lot of time for the matches on SmackDown. Good. A lot of time for the matches. I mean, they weren't all great matches, but I was happy to see them in uh time. I liked that Becky went over on Charlotte. Mm-hmm. That was awesome to see. Um, gives her a little momentum going into the Money in the Bank. Um, and they are officially tied, They, which I knew right away when they showed the record between the two before the match. And Charlotte was, like, up one. I was like, oh, Becky's totally fucking winning this match. The fact that they, mm-hmm. like... Because I think it was like 3-2 or something like that. So
2: now they're tied. Mm-hmm. So do you think the next time that they have
0: a match, it'll be for the title? Or they end up in a feud together after Money in the Bank. Neither of them win, and somehow they cost each other You know the, mm. their ch- opportunity. Or I mean, Charlotte it's... blames Becky because you know, I well, obviously I want Charlotte to be healed, so that's oh, I'm hoping they go there out so then they can kind of work that angle. As long
2: as it doesn't turn into a Sheamus Cesaro situation where they're having, like, a best of seven matches.
0: Yeah, but if they're not going to do anything with those two, like, championship-wise, because they don't have any other way to go, I wouldn't mind work, those guys working a program. I mean, I don't want to be a best of seven, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing those two work a program because they work well together. Yeah. They have great chemistry in the ring. So, so, I mean, we say this, but then who who are we expecting to have a feud with Carmella at this point? Oh, I have no clue where they're going, man. I don't. She's going who up against Asuka, Asuka, right? I, still, I feel like Asuka's going to feud with Carmella for a little bit. I don't feel like she's going to win the title at Money in the Bank. I feel like, you know, obviously there's going to be hijinks. Um, you know, maybe the, the Iconics you know, get mm-hmm. involved, or, you know, whoever, and then, you know, that ends up being the program, like, so leading, ass leading, man. leading to SummerSlam, Oscar so. should have just won at Mania, who, Oscar should have just won at Mania, I'm still mad about it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with the way things are going, because it felt like, well, Charlotte's in line for a huge, like, you know, run with that belt now, mm-hmm. after she beat Asuka, and then it is all kind of flatlined. I don't know exactly what the thought process was. You know? I mean, they I seem mean, to be pretty behind Carmella. Yeah, they're putting over Carmella. Carmella is money, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Carmella is the best in the company.
0: Oh, she can beat whoever. So, yes. Yes. Um, but, yeah. So, I could definitely see it leading to Asuka winning that belt at SummerSlam. So, that... That's where I can I could see this being like a summer feud. You
2: know. I'm breaking my T V if um I see Carmella cleanly win
0: against Oscar though. Oh, oh I'll be furious. <laughs> I can't handle that. It was bad yeah. enough with Charlotte. Uh, oh no, I can't handle that. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would make no sense. None at all. Um yeah, besides that oh you know what? The uh Balor and uh, we're gonna go back to Raw. The Balor and Owens match was actually really good too. It was the first time they've um, faced each other in the WWE. Oh, okay. so um, it was a really good match, and they had a really cool spot at the end of the match. where <laughs> Owens, being a classic heel, starts off like he's going to do a frog splash at on the giant off the giant ladder, and then like realizes how high it is, so he keeps on going down a couple like rungs on the ladder <laughs> until he actually tries to attempt it, and then obviously. Finn goes over on him and then he does his coup de gras off the top of the fucking ladder, which just looks like a huge leg injury or knee injury really <laughs> to happen, You know. Um, but yeah, they, it was it was a cool spot, you mm. know. So I don't know. I I and we'll talk more about, you know, our predictions for money in the bank next mm. week, but I'm starting to feel like Finn's got momentum going into this you know and i don't know if it's just because they're really like showcasing him every raw um you know and i it feels like a good spot for him where he could like steal a win on lesnar you know mm. so but i'll change my opinion <laughs> completely next week i'm oh, sure yeah. so cuz I, what's cool about this money in the bank i will say is i could see like plenty of different narratives where you know Almost everyone has a shot at winning that title, so um, which is what you want, you know, out of this. Because there's been other money in the banks so where it's like, well, there's no fucking way this guy's winning. And there's no way this guy's winning. Um, where I feel like everyone has a good opportunity at winning, and you could see where they're going with this. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So, but yeah. Besides that, there really wasn't. You much. have a. Uh,
2: uh, we have Nakamura needs a pen. What was that about? <laughs> I didn't watch SmackDown this week, so... Nakamura
0: just getting underneath Styles' uh, skin. So, wow. they did a... It was interesting. They did the whole contract signing, and it was backstage, which was bizarre, because they never do those backstages. It's always in the ring. Yeah. You know, you always know how they're going to end up, but...
2: You're was, saying I missed a contract signing that wasn't in the ring.
0: It was crazy, right? <laughs> um, so, they were back there, and AJ signs the contract, and then Nakamura asks for the pen, and the pen doesn't work. So he asks for another pen, and then that pen doesn't work. And he keeps on like stalling. And then AJ finally just like freaks out and starts screaming at him. He goes ahead and he like, um, or I think Nakamura throws the pen or something happens with the pen. AJ freaks out, starts screaming, ranting, and raving. And he actually smacks Nakamura, and you can watch it back. He fucking clips him in the nose pretty fucking hard because you could see Nakamura like wince, um, you know, and he totally like tears up big time. But then after uh Styles gets escorted off the stage, Nakamura like reaches into his jacket and pulls out his pen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty cool like moment. So I'm really enjoying Nakamura's, yes, you know, and there's not you know all the you know crotch shots that are mm. happening you know anymore. so that's kind of died down. No Kinshasa? Them. Yes. yes. No, no ball shots happening <laughs> left and right. So, um, not that they won't go back to it in this match, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've don't i been enjoying it. I've been enjoying Nakamura. So, I don't know if he's going to win that As you should. Yes. Yes. I just, I really hope he gets the title. <laughs> I really hope he gets the title. I, I don't think it's happening, but mm. we'll see. We'll see. What it is everyone, I'm Jacob Mesa, the host of the podcast So It Is Told. Each week I read a new folk tale or fairy tale with a local comedian and or world traveler. Like your drunk grandma reading a bedtime story, their suspense.
1: Oh my
2: god, they are cannibals!
0: Magic. <laughs> and all-around madness.
2: They're birthing hips!
0: Available on any mainstream podcast directory. <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> All right,
2: so we read some comics this week, didn't we? We read a lot of comics this week. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with Doomsday Clock number five. You know that Finally!
0: <laughs> two months, right? Two months, that's right. It's <sighs> bi-monthly. I, I can't handle Just, it. Just two dreaded words for a comic book fan. Bi-monthly. No one wants bi-monthly books. Especially a 12-issue yeah. event. So you're... Pretty much looking at two years ish at this point, unless they speed things up, unless things change at some point, and they. <sighs> right? I don't know if I'm going to
2: make it two years, man. <laughs> it's a good story. That's the part. yes. But let's yes. let's let me read the read, little blurb. Go first. ahead. Um, the comedian lives, the mime and marionette loose in Gotham City, Rorschach is locked in the bowels of Arkham Asylum. Secrets will be revealed as the doomsday clock ticks on. Doesn't this feel like the blurb for part four? Yeah, it feels feels like... Because the comedian's barely
0: even in this book. He shows up for like a second, right? For a second, yeah, but... And then Rorschach's not in Arkham Asylum anymore. Huh. (laughs) Did you cut and paste the wrong blurb? No, no, no. (laughs) Or just, they're not telling their their blur people shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, just guess from the cover. I would not be surprised. <laughs> um, I'm hooked on this book now. I really enjoy this issue. Mm-hmm. So, um, they kind of explain the Superman theory more. Um, it's basically the world's population turning on all the metahumans. Um, and there's this whole theory that basically the government has been secretly like creating these meta humans. You know, there, there's a gene that they can pinpoint, you know, in all these humans, mm. and then they put them underneath these like stressful situations to make these genes, you know, flourish and, you know, basically evolve so and that's you know they're secretly trying to use these you know characters to fight you know um for the basically for their country Mm. you know and that that's why the united states has all the metahumans like, like they show, like they showed yeah it said ninety seven percent which is crazy and when you look at that
2: that that does seem like oh something sketchy's going on yeah there. it's like Marvel in
0: New York how like all Marvel yeah. characters are in New York City for some reason um like there was a crime elsewhere um it's a very interesting like concept and you see like you know basically the population just turning on heroes mm. and it's different because I feel like that's a very like almost like Marvel note to like play you mm. know where like you know Marvel always seems like the you know the place where you know the, the, the citizens don't necessarily trust their heroes where DC's always been like you know they have this like hero worship mm. you know with their heroes so I kind of dig it um, it definitely feels very like 80's you know mutants to me mm. You know, with the whole like, you know, meta gene? Yeah, and
2: everything. exactly. Um, I mean, just when you're explaining how they had that situation, I'm just thinking, oh, this would be if like the government in Marvel decided to just focus on the X gene. Yes, and, and yes, yes,
0: exactly. Um and then weaponize them basically. Exactly. Um, you know, it seems like it's just a theory. Um and it seems like it's maybe there's, you know, someone working behind the scenes to push this theory mm-hmm. to turn you know american citizens against the heroes um we're seeing gotham is just in chaos right now yeah um this definitely was more focused on the dc characters than the Watchmen characters though did you but feel it, that way But at the same time this is one for me felt the most like
2: a watchman book yes and i think i got a lot of like especially when we're talking about how like um you know they're they're focusing on this XGN and the other countries in the world. They're starting to notice and put together their own things. It almost feels like almost like Cold War mania, but mm-hmm. using um, it was just and which is a huge like, theme of the Watchmen book. Exactly, where that
0: whole book is about the Cold War and everything that was going on. It was very timely, you know, for the '80s um, and just yeah, all the kind of like interworkings that was going on and how like in the in the Watchmen world, the heroes are banned basically mm. and they're. They're not allowed to be heroes anymore, and it feels like they, maybe this is where they're trying to lead, where the government completely like shuts everything down, and you know they become outlaws. We'll see if they go that far, um, or if it's going to be more of the citizens turning on the heroes. know, mm. um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I don't know, and I I love the fact that there's a good mystery going on, and I don't know exactly what's going to happen, mm. where we're going with this. We haven't seen Doctor Manhattan really at all. You know, at this point. Um, you see his foot in one issue when he's talking to the comedian, that's about it? Yeah, that's it. So, we don't know, like, is he behind all the metahumans, you know? Was he, like, because there's a lot of, like, theories out there right now floating around. You know, like, after he left his universe, he came to the DC world. Like, he's the one who's been populating, you know, this universe mm-hmm. with heroes. So, um, you know, which would be interesting. Um... But yeah, I have no clue where they're going. But uh, Jeff Johns is just, I feel like he's hitting out of the park with this story. You know, it's got me hooked, um, even for something that is bi monthly, you know, which totally sucks. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, because I am having to go back and try mm. to figure out wait, who's this and when did they show up? And, you know, but it's well worth it. So it's very well written. Um, the art's fantastic. And it definitely has that kind of Watchmen vibe to it. It's definitely echoing those books um, art wise. Um, and I'm, I'm totally lost on the artist name from the original Watchmen story right now. But it's, it's Gary Frank who's doing this book. Okay. Um, and I feel like he's doing a phenomenal job. So I, at this point, all my fears have kind of like subsided. And I'm like fully on board with this book. So I don't know if you feel that way. Um, I mean, we're, we're still pretty early. Yes.
2: Yes. Oh well, we're almost at the halfway point, let's put it that way. Almost. Yeah. we'll be at the halfway
0: point in like October. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: yeah.
0: I just don't need a reminder. There's when, Christians um, grown.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um I'm I'm still enjoying it, and that's I like even though it's bi-monthly, I'm still enjoying each issue when it comes out. Well like, I like it. I before. feel like I've been enjoying each issue more and more. Yes. My you know, like okay. last issue was definitely the best issue. I still feel I, okay. love I still loved seeing um, the new Rorschach's backstory, and it still got me more hooked on who this new character was, mm. rather than like because when I started this, that was my main concern. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, so,
0: yeah, and they, I think since they've kind of you know dealt with that, and you know now I understand who that character is, and it's not just like complete sacrilege. <laughs> I'm more relaxed and I'm more willing to like accept the mm. story and where we're going. Um, but yeah, that was a huge concern of mine too. It was like, okay, well, who's this carrying character and what is he worthy of you yeah. know carrying that mantle? Uh, so Osmanius and Batman's moments in this issue though were amazing. I love that. Yes, yes. And I love the kind of cliffhanger that we're mm. left on with like the mime and the marionette meeting up with the Joker on the rooftop. Um, And then Batman's body laying prone, Mm. you know, (laughs) on the ground between them. So I can't wait for next issue, even though it's going to be in August. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm really excited to see what happens next, you know, which is exactly what you want out of Mm. that book, honestly. Um, And this, they're definitely playing the long game with that. I want to see where the DC universe is going to be after the story is told. So, because it feels like it's going to be a very different place. Because mm-hmm. these events aren't happening right now in the current DC No, like sometime in the future. Yes. Like slightly. Yes. So, um, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we go from, like, wh- what's happening in No Justice yeah. to here. So. It seems like
2: a lot. Especially, this seems very grounded compared to what they're doing in the current justice league storylines. Yes. I mean, we're about to, we're, we're about to dive right into that. Yes. Let's, yes. W-
0: let's go there. All right. <laughs> yeah. So Justice League No Justice number 4. This is this is the finale, right? Mm-hmm. So the epic finale that everyone will be talking about after the unimaginable happens, the DCU must band together to defend Earth from annihilation before the end. New alliances will be forged and some heroes will be lost. So, this was the end of Snyder's No Justice. Where did it leave you as a
2: reader? It's not as unforgivable as Metal was, for me, at least. Mm -hmm. I, I I can at least be happy with that. But it was still very... It was just so much happened so fast so much exposition so much explaining why we have oh to do this my God, the it exposition. was exposition <laughs> it was very much
0: the end of metal with but with less nonsensical elements it literally made me like crave the mid 90s just for like a giant splash page with no you know words on it cuz every panel was packed with exposition of heroes telling you exactly what they're doing, why they're doing it, and what, like, it was it's, like, too much story Mm. for four issues. Like, and it just it was too complicated for its own good. Like, I felt like they could have streamlined like, the premise of this story, and what they had to do to like, you know, be victorious in such an easier way. Like, it, it did not need to be bowed down, like, bogged down by all this, mm. like, dialogue and just the constant, like, give me awesome character moments, you know, um, you know, I don't need them all, like, you know, figuring out all this shit, like, and trying to explain everything to the reader at the same time, um, like, panel for panel, and that's what I felt like was happening. Mm. Um, you know, I do agree that it was, I felt like at the end I had a better taste in my mouth than, you know, metal left me with. But it still wasn't a good taste, you know? Um, I just don't know what's going on with Snyder right now. It makes yeah. me really worried about the Justice League um, book that's coming. That actually <laughs> is coming out, like, today. Yes. So, um, you know, I mean, I understand the point of it, you know, like, where it was trying to get us, but it just felt like it could have been just a clearer road. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't have to go down all these paths to get there, how how was Supergirl not in stasis? I don't know. I had it no idea because all the other heroes were in stasis, mm-hmm. and then she just kind of shows up, right?
2: Yeah, With Supergirl Batgirl. and
0: Batgirl were both, and maybe not there was in a tie-in. Stasis. That I mean, it was only it was only a four week event. It was four issues mm-hmm. in four weeks, so I don't know, and maybe there was some kind of tie-in that happened, but I did. I was confused by that also. I think I would have appreciated it more, and don't
2: get me wrong. Oliver going up against um, uh, Amanda, Waller. Amanda Waller was fine, but I think I the ending was so obvious how they were going to figure it out at that point. Mm-hmm. For me, at least, like oh yeah, they'll just they already have Brainiac's mind on Earth. They already know the clues that they would need to mm-hmm. figure yeah. out everything at that point. So they just downloaded like, download to cyborg and yeah, figure it out. But it was almost too like easy. Like yeah, exactly. I was thinking like it it would've been more powerful to have Oliver figure that out
0: you know yes then Waller to like piece that together yeah i, I or no not Waller
2: I'll um Cyborg, cyborg. So show
0: up and be like oh yeah they have this let's just do
2: this right now was it cyborg
0: that figured it out it was
2: like it was it was somewhere between batman superman and cyborg that
0: figured it out yeah. It was yeah they were there all talking so at that moment were talking like uh, <laughs> And it just felt so easy. Here, you just hold this, you know, stone and, you know, you power it. I and... was well, just thinking, like, how great it would have been, the last hero on Earth, figuring out how to save the day, you know? I would have actually rather have, like, Luthor, like, trying, like, you know, figuring it out or something, you know, so just give me something different. Mm. You know, give me a different angle with it. I know that he's not going to end up being part of, like, the Justice League book or anything like that. Because I really felt like these teams being together and them having to work together was what we were going to get with the new Justice League. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to get, like, an all-new, different team, you know. And I know Luther's been, like, part of the Justice League um, just recently in, like, the new 52 and everything at the end. Um, but... I thought that would be more interesting, you know, like having to work with like different people that have never been part of the Justice League and then having to work out their difference and learn to work together, you know, to, you know, combat this huge, you know, you know, multiverse, you know, Mm -hmm. drama that they're you know going to be dealing with. Um, That being said, seeing the Justice League, you know, previews and everything like that and seeing the team that they put together, I'm excited about that. You know, we're getting, like, kind of, like, the classic, like, animated <laughs> Justice League, mm-hmm. you know, with, like, Cyborg thrown in. So, I, I'm cool with that also. But it just felt like, what was the point of this? Like, I felt like that's what was going to happen. Like, we were going to have this, like, huge, like, almost, like, Justice League army that was going to be, like, almost, like, Justice League Unlimited, to go back to the yeah. animated series. That we're going to be, like, taking on this, you know, this crisis, like, head-on, you know, for lack of better terms.
2: Um <laughs> So... I would have also liked to have seen how, like, Earth was, like, leaning more towards Entropy throughout all four books. Well,
0: and now, it's... Because where they left us, it seems like now Earth is leaving... is leaning towards Entropy more. Hmm. Now. Because that's kind of, like, the note they left us on. So I'm wondering if that's going to directly tie into where we're at now with, um, with the with. Oh, book. Well that makes sense. Because yeah. with the lack of... I did like the little moment where, like, Deathstroke takes the, what was mm, it? it? What was the, the seed. Home? The seed, the gem, whatever. <laughs> um, and is, like, trying to power it, you know, with the entry. And then, like, Luthor's like, give, give it to me. And he's like, but you're a hero now. And Luthor just kind of, like, takes it and powers it right away. <laughs> um, I thought that was a cool little moment. But, you know, it was a very Snyder moment. You know, in a book that I didn't feel like had tons of Snyder moments. Um, this left me very under. You know, and not looking forward to Justice League. You know, even though I like the roster that they're using, I'm very concerned about like Snyder telling stories like this at this scope. Mm-hmm. It just feels like he's trying to do too much Whoa. and he needs to scale it back. But that's not going to get any better with like a Justice League. I'm just I'm hoping that with a
2: regular run book, it won't be something that's like we get three, four issues and then one issue where it's just everything. Yes, yeah. and they solve everything one issue and exactly like, God,
0: quickly. Yeah,
2: like I'm hoping that now that he can go to a regular book, and I'm hoping it's a regular book. God knows what they might do with it.
0: Yeah, uh, but it will tell a story over time. A cohesive the, the story place. that doesn't need to be, like, each panel needs to be jammed pat with characters explaining what the fuck is going on because no one can follow the logic that's yeah. happening. And everything just feels like it's, like, getting directly pulled out of ass.
2: Because like it really hat. is
0: like, okay, there's these trees it's, and there's these, you know, uh, what, what are they for? What's the ridiculous name? Omega Titans. Omega Titans <laughs> thrown together and they're We've gotta trick them to devour each other. like it just It's like wait what? Okay. Like this I I can alone, accept a certain amount mm-hmm. of, you know, exposition and you know insanity and you know But it had more than the previous three altogether. Yes. This told more than the previous three yes. altogether
2: in one book. Yes.
0: Where I would actually say like metal at least left us in more of a fun note like you got like cool epic scenes and moments Mm -hmm. where this I felt like you didn't get any of that you know there's part parts of like the last issue of metal that i actually enjoyed um it's just you know having to get to the last issue of metal was just trying Mm -hmm. at best you know what was so. the part that you enjoyed? Was it Alfred on the drums? Yes, that was actually my favorite part. I'm actually speaking of your hornswoggle tattoo. I'm getting that tattoo <laughs> <laughs> on my back. That whole panel. Uh, so no, I like all the Joker, the Joker stuff, Joker mm-hmm. showing up and everything. I thought that was cool. I like the battlefield, you know, stuff with Wonder Woman. You know, I thought there were some cool moments in there. But yeah, them all of a sudden getting magical armor that can defeat anything. Yeah, that kind of was ridiculous. So and they could have used tears. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, why did you just pull so that they out? Did I have to? Again? I have to go back and read that now to see if that like. I don't they remember said, like, them resolving it. Like, did way. the armor disappear after that? Did it just disintegrate? Can they not use it anymore? Because yeah, why aren't you just jumping in that armor anytime anything goes wrong? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Whatever. So I'm very disappointed right now with Scythe. because I was. <laughs> I love Snyder. I love all his work on Batman. This feels like a completely different writer at this point to me. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. I will be reading Justice League. Because <laughs> I love some animated Justice League. So, this is very much that roster. Well, I'm a I huge mean, John Stewart fan. So, yeah. the fact that he's part of the team again, I love it. And I love John. I do. Mm. And Hawkgirl. So, I'm um, I'm on board, man.
2: <laughs> and there's no, there's not going to be any Hawkman or anything, right? He's not.
0: I'm he's sure he's eventually going to show up, right? Because he's he's healing right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, this is definitely a very forgettable like event. Well, let's talk a little bit about the leader of the
2: Justice League, who has a new run of his own book. Well, Martian Manhunter's the leader now, okay? Oh, well, he should be. Yes. He's, he's the wisest. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. But
0: yes, the real leader is... Superman. That's right. The Man or Le- Batman. You could debate this, but yeah. The Man of Steel is the <laughs> He's the heart of the team, if you will. So, yes. Uh, the Man of Steel, number one. Um, by Brian Michael
2: Bendis. Yes. Um, let's see. A new era begins for Superman as a threat from his earliest origins reemerges to destroy the last son of Krypton. As Superman struggles to come to grips with what happened to his wife and son, he must <laughs> he must also also face a new threat that determined to burn down Metropolis. Did you say something? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking? talking about? We're talking about Man of Steel by Brian Michael Bendis. The Brian Michael Bendis. Ah,
0: just shows you that a man can only do so much. Because mm. I don't know, like I enjoyed the little preview that they had in what was it, Action Comics? Yeah, one thousand or whatever. Um, I don't know what happened this did nothing for me. nothing for me. Um, it probably lost me about halfway mm-hmm. through. So I just I was bored. Um, I'm not a huge Superman fan at all. I was really hoping that Bendez would really bring his style, you know and you know his storytelling to the character and he has a way of making characters almost more likable. You know, and making them his own. Um, so far that has not happened for me with this book. Um, how did you feel? I mean, it just felt like it was Superman written by Bendis. It just did you feel like it was written by Bendis? Like I felt like the first few pages, like
2: I especially his for me. What I read between him and the um the lady who was working for the uh, fire department, that all felt very Bendis to me. That, that's how I felt mm-hmm. through
0: that. Yeah, that. but that's like the first part of the book,
2: right? No, that's the entire book. The whole... No, but you're talking about... The, the, that's like the main chunk
0: of him talking to... What the else happens in any, the
2: book? Nothing, that's a problem. That was only three pages. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They talk about that him was writing an arson. And you
0: can't remember anything else. He... <laughs>
2: You can. He's he's in the daily. We get the whole I thing call with it the, the daily with Google. the generic
0: alien yeah. talking to the cosmic council with the Green Lantern guys and everything, saying he's got to kill, and destroy Krypton. Um, you know, it's a I'm, whole flashback thing, and it just felt very like paint by numbers to me. I'm more
2: interested, but I'm for me, I'm interested in his character, and I'm interested in what he was trying to do and why he felt that.
0: I guess he just, well, he kind of explains it to the council.
2: Yeah, he he explains that they're, like, going to suck up all disease, but at the same time, I could feel say like that... he's
0: got an obvious, like, personal beef against them, and he's trying to disguise it. Mm. You know, with, you know, this rationale of, you know, that they're sucking these other smaller planets dry and, you know, using their resources, and that's what they're going to do.
2: I just thought it would be interesting to see if he took that same mentality to towards
0: the human race once he started to see them. I just, I like the that the little preview we got, mm-hmm. it just was like right off the bat, like you know, it starts off with like Superman's like you know limp body being hurled towards like buildings and yeah. you know this character attacking Superman. And I really thought we were gonna get that story, you know, right off the bat, and like it just
2: no, no. That's this definitely wasn't the same feeling. I definitely didn't get that like oh because remember he was a total fucking badass. Yes, he he's like super Hulk
0: runs up to him and he's just like i'll deal with you later just max her yes, and it's yes. Just like and he's like almost like mocking superman as mm-hmm. he's like beating on him and i was expecting to get more of that instead of I'd get like the prequel to that and mm-hmm. i i felt like there was a way to do that where you could intercut you know those you know the now scenes with you know him battling superman with like you know the scenes that happened in the past like what went up to that Mm. Um. yeah I mean I agree with the whole like you know him you know doing the whole building inspection with the you know fire chief and them you know talking about like there's an arsonist happening you know an arsonist I'm not around, saying so that like, that was good I'm just saying that that felt, that felt like Bendis yeah. yes but then the rest of it just didn't feel like Bendis and it just like it was like that section was like three pages long it just wasn't enough for me <laughs> to, to be like oh I'm, I'm on board you know? And,
2: I mean, quirky conversations is only going to do so much for me with Superman, you know. Yeah, if
0: I'm not fully invested in the character or, you know, ever really feel like there's a mm. threat to him. You know, which was, is, that was you know, what was different about the whole, like, the way it opened. I know we're going to get there story-wise. I just don't know if I'm going to stay for mm. the ride right now if I have to read another couple issues like this. I mean,
2: this character's not going to get anywhere near as
0: deep as, like, a character like Jessica Jones would. or Yes. So it's just... Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's the biggest flaw with him. He's almost too perfect. Mm. You know, I like the family dynamic that they have going on between, like, you know, with like him and Jonathan and Lois. That's something I've never seen before. I've not been reading Superman the past like, couple years. So, um, or Super Sons. Or, or Super Sons. So, like, I haven't, like, you know, experienced that. I know there's a little bit in metal, but, um, you know, that's intriguing to me. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Bendez, you know, write that, you know, that that chemistry between the characters, but I don't know. It just this book did nothing mm. for me. This could it felt like it could be written by anyone, honestly. So, I don't know. I mean, we can come back to it in a couple
2: of weeks to see what's going on because it's apparently it's a weekly title, which is it's weekly. Yeah, uh, if you go back look at the um uh, issue, it the says solic- the, the weekly.
0: Uh, title by Bendis. I don't know how many issues it'll be, but wow, I have to look at the solicitations to see if that—that that seems like quite an undertaking to mm. do a weekly book like that. So, um, yeah. So I mean, if it's something weekly that I can just quickly like, you know, read and be done with, and not have to wait around, because this is definitely a book I would forget about in a mm. month. So, I don't know. You know, just didn't do much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Superman fans. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so next we got Infinity Countdown, Captain Marvel number one. Um, Carol Danvers it has crossed the borders of reality itself and returned in possession of the Reality Stone and with it has contacted marvels uh, of many worlds. Join the Captain Marvel for a cross-time adventure into the nature of the Infinity Stone.
2: I liked it, but what does this do for,
0: uh, like, the countdown to Infinity War? I have no idea. Well, it's definitely set up for it. I I liked what it did for Captain Marvel, and maybe Mm. she's going to be an integral part of that story, so maybe that's why we got this kind of character piece here. I like seeing Captain Marvel, like, dealing with insecurities and, like, dealing with like just like self-doubt especially after everything that she's been dealing with what she had to deal with losing Rhodey Mm -hmm. everything that happened in Civil War 2 I haven't been following you know Carol at all in her books but she and I believe I mentioned before she felt like a very different character out of character in Civil War 2 so this almost was I felt like their way of addressing that and like almost it wasn't redemption for her but at least you know showing that she accepts that she was wrong at parts Mm -hmm. and that she was willing to, you know, deal with that, you know, almost like that regret. And, you know, that it's caused her to be insecure about her choices and everything to the point where she is, like, searching for answers for every little, like, you know, thing that she's dealing with and facing. Um, You know, and I don't know if they're trying to play up to, like, with the stone, you know, also helping those insecurities mm. and like, you know, is it's, you know, almost like, I don't know, like, like a drug where she has to search out these realities like it's calling to her. Um, But, you know, it almost had like a Christmas Carol feel to it. You know, mm. going into like these different realities and seeing these different outcomes and everything. I thought that aspect was cool. I liked seeing like the original Captain Marvel kind of like lead her through these like different scenarios and getting her where she needs to go um, you know back on the horse and everything and it feels like you get a, a stronger more confident Carol at the end of this book so I enjoyed it I thought it was a good time so um but yeah
2: I don't know where it's leading just, to yeah I don't feel like this is something that I would necessarily need to read to understand what's going on with anything else that's going in these books right yeah now.
0: I feel like yeah I agree with that I feel like as I think as a fan of Captain Marvel, it helped me be more invested in Mm -hmm. that character after the events of Civil War, II. I felt like they did damage to that character, Um, and maybe this was their way of trying to, like, okay, we we kind of screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) She's still, like, well, she's still relatable, and that's what I enjoy about a lot of the characters, at least in Marvel, is, like, you know, and that's what we're talking about, it's, like, Superman. They're very human. There's, like, mm. flaws, you know, in their characters. Um, you know, a character as powerful as Captain Marvel, who is pretty much one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe, you know, still ha- doubts herself and mm. still has these flaws.
2: Um, I really like the uh, she's dangerous moment where uh, the little girl wants to go say hi, but the mom pulls her away.
0: Yes. Yes, I thought that was really cool, too. Mm. And that was a huge moment in the book, you know. Um Yeah, that was that was actually nice to see because I really haven't seen any of the you know fallout from what was going on in Civil War two, and that was that was almost two years ago. So, um, it's nice to see them address that. Like I said, I haven't been reading the Captain Marvel books, and maybe (laughs) they've been doing this, but that really felt like this was their way of addressing that.
2: Which which bothers which makes me more upset with uh, Captain America number one, with a town named after Captain America so willing to still. Bring oh Parker yeah! <laughs> back in after he was a fucking, we're still terrorist. talking about that. Huh? <laughs> i just—he's just, it, it, He's just thinking new... about that moment. Just made me yes, like, no. Remember. With Wade's, Wade's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That
0: it feels totally different. Feel right. I, I feel like it fails the character almost. But oh yes, yes I agree. <laughs> I agree to a certain extent. Yes, um, but I feel like the whole Secret Empire storyline failed that character. You know, where really, like, I wanted to see him go through that redemption. Mm-hmm. You know, search and everything like that. I wanted that to be like a couple year journey for Steve after everything, even though we know that it wasn't his fault, it wasn't his doing. But I felt like that interesting. Part you just still have to deal with public exactly. perception, exactly. And I feel he like he was just... a... he was Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> he was Hitler. I mean, he decimated Las Vegas. So so much so that Doctor Strange had to go on that his journey and you know fight the devil and you know resurrect everyone. So we I mean it was it's been a it's been a thing right yeah. <laughs> for for Steve. So I mean we got Ghost Rider Avengers out of it. I mean I don't know, um, but I felt like yeah they did it in Justice. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole, huh? I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> it just it bothered
2: me as soon as I thought about. You know, we're still dealing with the events of Civil War II, but we can't, but we're overlooking everything that happened in
0: Secret Empire just because... Exactly. And now, and once again, I haven't been reading the other Captain America books, so I don't know if they eventually address that more. But we're reading the new Avengers book, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't seem to be a thing. Where it definitely feels like Civil War II, with the characters that they have on that roster, is definitely going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. you know I mean you've got Iron Man and Captain Marvel on the same team and She-Hulk so um, it'll be interesting and it seems like Civil War 2 is something that they're addressing even more in the Punisher book they have um, Punisher in the war machine Mm -hmm. um, armor and everything and she's confronting him because he's wearing Rhodey's armor but then at the same time they're confronting him over what happened in Secret Empire. And they're making him own up to it. So all the heroes are banding together and going after him. So, I mean, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Now, Steve did, you know, trick, you know, Frank, you know, promising his family back and everything in Secret Empire. But he still made that choice to join HYDRA on mm. his own. It wasn't the Cosmic Cube. So, I mean, he did betray everyone. <laughs> so I might um, have
2: to jump back on that, but it's just it's that, that story arc started off so, like...
0: Hokey, hokey action movie yeah. style. That I was just like, uh, yeah. Not I work. I read the last issue. I've not read this past issue, so I'm interested to see where they're going mm. with that. But yeah, but that once again <laughs> we're down the rabbit hole. <laughs>
2: hey, Marvel's all connected, you know. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's all connected. <laughs> all right, what else did we read? Uh, we read X Men Red Annual number one after Resurrection before Red. Jean Grey was reborn in a world that had changed. Her friends and family had lived lives. Some had lost lives. This is Jean's story of catching up, losses and triumphs, reconnecting with old colleagues, grieving for those lots. Uh, l- grieving for those lots?
0: Okay, I, just, I feel like they should say losses.
2: Yeah. Loss. Yeah. Um, and meeting family members she didn't know existed. What did you think? Um, the art threw me out of the story for the most part. the art sucked. But it was a it was a
0: good story. I liked how it was told. I liked that it filled in the blanks between mm-hmm. like what we got with Resurrection and what we got with like X Men Red number one. So this was kind of like the setup for everything. Um, as a huge X Men fan, it was nice to see all those like interactions with like you know the X Men universe mm-hmm. now where it's at um and her being reintroduced to all those characters. I thought that was cool. Um so this was more definitely of a, a character story. It was definitely a classic annual. Um, but I thought it was a fun story. I really did enjoy it, you know, and like I said, I, I love these characters. So, you know, it's not always them on the battlefield mm. that gets me excited. You know, it's the X-Men playing softball. It's the X-Men barbecuing you know, and those fun family like dynamics that you get out of the team. So I liked, um, when she, like the whole, um, introduction between her and, uh, X 23, I thought that was really cool. Mm. You know, that she wouldn't know that character at all. And, you know, it's still a piece of Logan, you know, to her, you know, so he almost treats her like, you know, like family right off the bat. Um, you know, I thought that was really cool. Um, you know and then also the whole like just her trying to come to deal, the terms with everything that happened with Scott you know I, I thought that was interesting because it did feel very fast you know in Resurrection I was a huge fan of that story um, you know and I didn't feel like it did those moments justice enough you know I, I know she has the moment with you know Scott where she does kind of resurrect him and everything like that but I like that she kind of like you know met up with Black Bolt Mm -hmm. and, you know, needed to, like, say her peace to him and everything like that. And and on that note, um, you know, so I, I don't know, I I did enjoy it. Do you feel he willingly said sorry? Or was it more forced? No, I feel, I feel, knowing Black Bolt, I feel like it wasn't forced. I feel like he does actually, you know, feel, you know, remorseful. And I'm glad, because at first I was confused. I was like, well, is she still believing that he, like, destroyed him, you know, um, with Emma's, like, whole, like, illusion? Mm -hmm. Where she had Scott still alive, even though he was dead and he died because of the mist. Um, You know, Black Bolt, like, destroys him, you know, at at that final scene. Um, But I was glad that it was her just addressing them releasing the mist and everything like that, not only affecting Scott but affecting the whole human population. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, and then what it ends with, I found intriguing too. Um, you know, the whole story she's been with Rachel and everything mm-hmm. like that, her daughter from another dimension, and <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to get a different time. <laughs> um, but it was, I always find that, you know. That chemistry between the two characters really interesting. You know, it's this weird mother daughter, but not mother daughter thing going on. Um, but the fact that at the end you find out that Cassandra Nova, you know, has taken over.
2: And it's going to use her as a pawn pretty yes. much. Yes.
0: Yes. That's pretty badass. Because did we sense. ever
2: see why she entered the X Mansion in the first place?
0: Uh, well, we kind of think it's because she's using Storm. Okay. So, you know. So- um, so this is just like showing that she did more than yes. Just, it wasn't just Storm; she infected. Mm. So and that she's got you know under her you know grips. So we'll see. Maybe even there there's more characters mm. that she doesn't even know about. So I thought that was that was a cool aspect that they introduced because a lot of times with annuals you don't get story points like that. So I thought that was, but yeah, I enjoyed the book overall. But yeah, the art I was it I, I, this book could like, have been so much more <laughs> better artist i
2: got over it by the end mm-hmm. because the story was strong enough to carry it but yeah but it, jesus i was like two pages in i was mouths were weird
0: yeah. everything was weird yeah it was just bizarre it looked
2: and, like they were trying to go with a like um realistic look but it just wasn't getting there
0: but it wasn't yeah exactly it wasn't realistic enough yeah. so it just became weird um yeah, it, I haven't been really impressed with like Marvel's stable of artists mm-hmm. lately. You know, maybe it's just the books that I'm reading, but I don't know, man. I I really been kind of like I feel like art has been letting down. Well,
2: you, I mean, just listening to us talk, I mean, we we're complaining for very different reasons per artist. Like mm-hmm. one minute we're talking about, I mean, those are straight lines, they're perfect looking, mm-hmm. but it looks like a fucking cartoon. Yeah. So there's there's only so much I can like get behind. Yeah, with that. And then this, you know, it's very art it's very artistically cho- chosen art. It's yeah, it's
0: very stylized, but it's not the style that I like. And I mean every individual is different, their mm-hmm. likes and everything like that, but I feel like there's a point where like you know, there's bad art and there's good art, you know, and this just I can't imagine someone being a huge fan of mm-hmm. this style, you know, cuz it did take me on in art, like, I don't, you know, I don't need Jim Lee on every issue that I'm reading. I don't need Todd McFarlane doing every issue that I'm reading. But I feel like art can take you out of the story just like that. If I'm not behind the artist, if I'm not buying the artist, if I can't recognize the characters that are on the page, it just takes me out of the story, you know, no matter how good the story is. So, I mean, you know, and I'm more of a story-first guy, you know? Um, the nineties were grueling for me. So, um, but that being said, you know, I still need to believe, in you know, the art still matters to me at the same time. You know, it's a big part of the medium. So, um, but anyway, (laughs) I wanted to see the artist's name. I don't want to bury them, but we pretty much just did. (laughs) So something I'm not going to bury, uh, Amazing Spider Man, number 800. Um, I went back. I kind of fell off the horse with a slot lately. I'm a huge Spider Man fan. I'm a huge Dan Slot fan. But after his clone saga that he just mm. did, like maybe like six months to a year ago, I kind of fell off <laughs> the horse. Um, just
2: Has it really lies. only been a year? It feels like it's been like going uh, went for, on forever.
0: It was a long story arc. It just wasn't particularly well done. It just wasn't my cup of tea. And I've loved everything Slot has done with Spider-Man. I mean, I can't I don't even know how long he's been on the book, but it's been quite a while. Um but for me, and this is a lifelong Spider-Man fan, he's really redefined the character. Um just watching he's allowed Spider-Man and Peter to grow. Um, and he's ballsy. He takes chances. He goes out there um, and does things like Superior Spider Man or Spider Verse. And, you know, mm. and he plays the long game and he, like, you know, starts planting seeds, you know, years in advance, you know, for a story that he's going to tell, you know, a couple years down the line. Um, I love it. I really do. And I'm sad to see him leaving this book. So issue 800 is not his last one i believe 801 is going to be his last one it's going to be just him tying up loose ends so i jumped on a couple issues before this um with the start of um the red goblin story i believe the story arc is actually called swing for the fences or something like that yeah um i'll read the blurb though quickly um The monumental anniversary issue is here to conclude Go Down Swinging. I'm sorry, Go Down Swinging is the name of the (laughs) book. Close enough, right? (laughs) Dan Slott and Stuart Ioming, I can never pronounce his name, are joined by many of the artists who made the last 10 years of Spider-Man so amazing. The biggest Peter Parker slash Norman Osborn story of all time unfolds over one oversized story. A scope unmatched in comics. Who lives? Who dies? And what scars will Spider-Man bear from here on out? This story was fucking epic. (laughs) Insanity. So basically the setup is... Norman was cured by Peter. Issues back of the goblin virus. So... Of the serum, if you will. Norman wouldn't call it a virus. virus. So, he has been on the search He's for power, basically. Um, We had him show up in Legacy for a couple pages, um, knocking on Dr. Strange's door, Mm -hmm. trying to get in to gain some power. Um, There's a whole thing where he goes and he travels to... uh, what's Iron Fist's land, Kung Lao? Yeah, Kung Lao. Yeah, trying to gain power. Like, so There's like he's just on this mad quest to find power. Um, and finally, what he does is he somehow comes by the way of uh, the Carnage um, symbiote. So he gets Carnage, and using Carnage, he basically kills all the Nanos that are stopping the um, green um, goblin. Um, serum from working and then that sounds so, smart so <laughs> not only does he have the serum back mm. you know and all the powers that comes with it but he also has the carnage with him so he's now the red goblin which is probably the most powerful incarnation of either of those mm. characters that we've ever seen um he somehow finds out well jj basically who just found out who Spider-Man really is, um, in Peter Parker, Spider-Man, um basically let slip that Peter is Spider-Man. And after he's found that out, because originally he's just kind of looking to gain back his empire and get an Oscorp back right now. Mm. Um who's you know is being run by Liz Allen, Harry's an ex-wife. Um, but then once he figures that out, he goes on a and he decides that he's going to attack everyone that Spider-Man loves um, and go after them. So he's like going after basically everyone. Mary Jane, um, Aunt May, you know, all the usual suspects. So Spider-Man is trying his best to like protect all these people. Um, He calls up all of his amazing friends. You've got, you know, Miles, you've got Silk, you've got, you know, everyone that you could think of um, Human Torch, uh, everyone. So um, that Red Goblin just decimates them all. Mm-hmm. Um, Anti Venom is there, who's uh, now Flash actually, um, and luckily he's there because he's able to cure you know everyone mm-hmm. who's like you know down for the count quickly, and he's you know doing his best to keep them stabilized. JJ is just guilt ridden after everything that's happened. Um, you know and he's blaming himself and rightfully slow mm. he you know he's the one who kind of you know um, let leak you know who you know peter is you know a secret that he just literally <laughs> found out you know um you know he gives it to his biggest enemy so knowing this um, while Peter is trying to figure out how he's gonna com- combat this because the carnage it, it doesn't trigger his spider senses at all so now you've got the genius of Norman Osborn with Carnage. Mm-hmm. So he's figured out a way to like infect his pumpkin bombs with Carnage too. So his pumpkin bombs are pretty much alive and like, you know, not triggering his, you know, spider senses at all. So Spider-Man's actually gravely injured, you know, mm-hmm. in the book. So he's hurt um, and wounded. So he can barely fight on his own. So JJ is like, he goes and behind Spider-Man's back. He calls Eddie Brock, um, and Eddie Brock goes and he protects Mary Jane. So you have this huge showdown between Venom and um, the Red Goblin, which is just fucking awesome, um, and just that whole dynamic too of seeing Eddie Brock defend Mary Jane, who you know he's traumatized, you know, in the past, mm-hmm. um, and you know Spider Man just showing up in the nick of time. Um, Red Goblin ends up infecting his um, grandson. Um, uh, Norman not Junior but you know mm-hmm. his namesake basically so he had you have Harry you know trying to defend his son but you've got this like demented kid like carnage running around too who he sends after Aunt May and he's about to like you know kill May and all of a sudden Dr. Octopus comes flying in and saves the day which is just out of nowhere but you find out that you know due to you know having you know Peter's memories still and everything like that and he's always had a thing for Aunt May mm-hmm. <laughs> they actually were in a relationship before um back in the day just having this like epic moment between him and May and him like you know basically saving May's life by putting his own life on the line um cause he takes the um carnage spikes from from uh Uh, red goblin so like i'm not doing it any justice whatsoever (laughs) this was 80 fucking pages this all happened in that
2: book or this was all i
0: believe i mean like him leaking the information everything like that was in the other books but like this this all happened in (laughs) 80 pages but you think about that—that's how many comics, you know, Yeah, know, like, like three or four comics Jesus. right there. Mm. So, um, but this, like I said, it was fucking epic. Um, and then you find out, like Peter thinks, okay, why well, I saved everyone, but no, I, um, Red Goblin's figured out a way that he can control the um, shrapnel that he left in everyone, so all the shrapnel slowly killing them in a painful. Way. <laughs> it's insane. So, um, and then at one point. Anti-Venom shows up, he basically cures everyone, he confronts Norman and everything about what is what he's done, you know, he's helping Spider-Man. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot the moment where Venom is down, Eddie's down for the count, and he lends um, us Peter Venom, basically. <laughs> so Peter's wearing the Venom suit now. So, and, like, because Venom is kind of gone, he's turned face, basically. Uh-huh. So the suit is working with Peter uh, now. So now Peter's confronting Norman with the Venom suit, basically. You know, so you've got a reunion of sorts. He did everything, and, huh? Yes. Everything you could imagine <laughs> could happen. Uh, is happening in this book. So, yeah, but anyway, uh, Agent, Agent Anti-Venom, you'll call him, is actually Flash and he ends up paying the ultimate price um for rescuing um everyone so and he's laying dying and peter he finally realizes who peter is and everything like that and it's a really like touching moment and then um you know peter even offers him venom like the suit to you know maybe this will heal you maybe this will help you he's like no but it could also kill you know the alien and i don't want that you know he needs too much so, like, it's a really, like, touching moment and everything like that, you know, and then he goes on, and there's a part where, like, the Red Goblin, you know, is in the middle of Times Square, and he kills, like, a Spider-Man impersonator, and, like, Peter has such a guttural reaction to it, he's like, wait a second, all these all this time I've gotten wrong, I don't need to even attack the people that you love, you care about everyone. So he just starts killing people in the middle of the street. Um, just lighting out pumpkin bombs left and right. So, I mean, it's just an epic, epic book. If you enjoy Amazing Spider-Man, definitely check this book out. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it works itself out in the end, obviously. You know, there's a Spider-Man in mm. book <laughs> one. I won't ruin the ending completely. But, I mean, start from the beginning of this arc, you know, um, and enjoy yourself. Because it really is, you know, it's it's cinematic. Almost everything that's happening here has huge moments. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, just a fun Balls little the Wall book. And the perfect way for like Slot to like celebrate his like swan song. Just well done. Bravo. And you feel like 801 will like... It'll be tying up loose ends and everything like mm. that. I wouldn't be surprised if like Peter and Mary Jane get back together or something like that finally. So and that's been something that's been teased, you know, because he basically jumped on the book 10 years ago, right after, you know, the whole, you know, marriage thing, you know, got dissolved, mm-hmm. you know, which was just insane, you know, what they did. So I could see him like setting things right, you know, um, w- between him and, you know, Mary Jane, Peter and Mary Jane. So um, but yeah, this book is definitely one for the ages. So this will definitely go down. As one of Slot's best, like, you know, masterpieces. So, and I will be following him on, you know, what else he does. I believe he's jumping on to, he might be doing, or no, he was doing Iron Man. I, he's staying with Marvel. I'm not sure what he's doing hmm. next. So, I will definitely be following him, though. So, he's been one of my favorite writers the last, like, decade. So, um, I can't say enough. About <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. 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 <laughs>
2: Well, while you were reading Spider-Man, I decided to stay up with some of the Star Wars comics and I read Lando. Um, Lando's a good book. <laughs> it's a fun, it's a fun little romp. Uh, here, whatever the let's see what this little verb says. Straight from the frames of the highly anticipated film Solo, a Star Wars story. Swaggers. Highly eight... <laughs> <anticipated>. <laughs> sorry Uh, swaggers a younger and somehow even cockier Lando Calrissian before his days in the rebellion before he ran cloud city even before he lost the millennium falcon comes this tale of Lando's adventures and misadventures in search of love money (laughs) leading right to his appearance in solo so is L3 in this yes L3 is in this so tell um, me about this book. How did you feel about it? It feels like it's directly like this is the character in the movie. Okay. So. So it
0: stays true to form and yes you know, does does that character right.
2: Mm. So. Um, I very much enjoyed it. It's uh, I don't know. I guess this is probably going to work just how they did like um, that one guy from the Last Jedi, the smuggler, not the smuggler, the one that can use the computers, real DJ, yeah DJ. Okay. So he had a comic book and it went straight into where he like was. So I'm assuming this is where this is gonna lead. I'm hoping there's a couple more issues. Uh, he's like smuggling some weapons for this group that has been enslaved on a planet by the Empire. Okay. So that's what he's kind of doing. He's doing it for, course of course, a price. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his character in this. He's like saying how he needs a mural of himself inside the ship. He's <laughs> uh, very extravagant. He has what he, he does, does have it. a cape closet. Mm. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, he instead of putting the money into <laughs> shield, like better shield protection and better communications, he's spending it on lavish things that he doesn't
0: really need. Uh-huh. And L three is giving him all kinds of crap for it. And do they um, f- flush out that relationship, like between the two of them, that they kind um, of like tease in solo? There's
2: there's a lot of back and forth between the two. Uh, they don't show like any like origins or anything like that. Okay. Um, I definitely liked it here better than I liked it in the movie, I'll say that.
0: Yeah, and like, you, I mean, the point that you made was, like, it was so brief.
2: In the movie, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, so.
0: getting
2: to see so much more, like, have it stretched out and show, like, the relationship between the two. Like, she, like, is, like, he makes real threats against her, and she's like, yeah, he'll do that, too. Like, he's she's explaining it to their little, um, their guests that they have on the ship. Okay. I'm not, I'm not explaining fully what, <laughs> like, this girl's father's on that planet, so she's trying to get weapons. Okay, so it's like a big mission. So for he's making threats to L three. Yes, and, right. so,
0: and she's saying, "No, he'll do that to me." Yeah, <laughs> 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 so
2: it's, he's kind of a jerk. Like <laughs> he's kind of a jerk, well, but That's he's, Lando, I guess. He's, he's always been kind of a jerk, right? Exactly. Um, it, it's very true to form, and I very much enjoyed it. It's very fun. It's, um, but it still has that. I still feel like it's being written well. And I feel like almost all the Star Wars comics that they've been doing have been written very well, though. Some of the art has been shady for the main Star Wars book. Mm-hmm.
0: Everything else has been very enjoyable. Um, do you feel like after reading this, do you, will it make you enjoy rewatching Solo more?
2: Mm, I mean, I still enjoyed
0: Solo more than the average viewer. Uh huh. No, I know, I know that, but like, will you enjoy it even more now? kind of getting this other, you know, story with Lando. Maybe a little bit. Kind of, like, sitting with the character mm-hmm. more and letting it breathe a little. Especially with that relationship between him and L3. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like that was, like, one of my, you know, like, biggest, like, you know, problems, you know, with that character. Um, Just not really fully getting enough time mm. with, like, him and L3 where it mattered. You know, because there's such a big moment where, you know, L3, spoilers, shut down and lando's like diving over people exactly. to save her and it feels like this big epic moment but we don't really understand their relationship fully
2: and i understand that she's supposed to be like the, the like major part of the ship where she's the navi computer at this point Yeah, you know? with
0: that you're talking about now where after
2: and yeah Solo and everything like so that. but i i also wish that you know if they were going to do this lando film on his own that she was a part of it mm-hmm. you know Because then you get to play around with that relationship more and what they were doing on their own. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to do that Lando movie or not, but... Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do it now. Yeah, Mm.
0: yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. They were
2: definitely teasing it, especially with how big
0: um, Donald Glover had been in the news lately and Mm -hmm. everything, so... Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they explore it later on or even, like, have him show up in, like, Boba Fett or something like that. Exactly. You know, so there's different ways that they can, you know keep that character and that performance mm. going um, you know the portrayal so and I, w- I would love to see it you know honestly I feel like maybe that's kind of and we discussed it, I believe last episode that their best route right now is like you can have young Solo show up in a Boba Fett mm. movie. it works you know um, so we'll see you know, be a way of giving him a sequel without giving him a sequel, you know, totally. and still telling uh, that story. Hulk it, you know, like, give, like,
2: small pieces of his story in uh-huh. other films. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, and I feel like
0: people will appreciate his character mm-hmm. more that way. You know, and give him, like, more time to, you know, grow into that role and more time for people to get used to him in that role. Um, so, yeah, no. We'll see. We'll see where they take it. We'll so. see. It, I mean, it's losing a whole lot of money right now. So, you know, and not that they won't be okay. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine. But, so, but yeah. Yeah. Disney will be okay. Star Wars <laughs> will be okay. Yes. So, And we're not, I. Oh, what, I the media is driving me crazy with like, are people sick of Star Wars? Or, you know, is it Star Wars fatigue? We just like good Star Wars movies. Yeah, you know, give us good Star Wars movies. You know, that's all we want. So it's not fatigue if you give us good shit to watch. So like I said, I didn't hate that movie either. You know? Yeah, yeah, so. but I also didn't have problems
2: with Return of the Not Return Last uh, Jedi. Last Jedi that the other people have. Yeah, uh, and God, they've taken that so far with how much they hate that movie. It's just when you sit there and you theorize for so long and exactly. your theory doesn't get
0: played out in a film i'm sorry it just, it's it's just happens. yeah it's get over it okay like i mean that's ridiculous you know you're upset because your theory didn't come into fruition that's mm-hmm. insane to me you know <laughs> if your theory was going to be like why aren't you writing the movies then like i mean that's ridiculous and I understand. I understand people's it. problems with the film. You could be let down by the movie. That's mm. fine, but don't be upset because your theory didn't like show up on the film. You know, that's like mm. I don't know. Like I don't like stop like liking wrestling because you know a storyline didn't play out the way I liked. You know that it'd be the same thing. Mm. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I want to be surprised at some point. You know. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Then what's the point? if you know exactly what's going to happen in the movie, you know, before you go see it, you know, who needs that? So, I I, I mean, I, 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 I'm fine with them having other issues with the movie. I had issues with the movie. I still liked the movie though, you know, and everything that's happening with the actors who portray Rose, that makes me sick. So that makes me sick to my stomach and embarrassed to be a star Wars fan. When I hear shit like that, I know it's just a small faction Mm. of fans, but to attack someone personally, yeah, to give racial slurs and oh, is that what was happening? Right? I didn't even hear that part. That's yeah, disgusting. she got
2: racial slurs on her Instagram images because she shut it down, right? Yeah, she got that's, deleted everything. What off the fuck of it. is wrong with
0: people? It's a fucking movie. <laughs> she know. was reading lines. She didn't write the script. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You know that's not actually Rose you're attacking too. You know, and even if it was what the fuck's wrong with you
2: still <laughs> like, there's there's, no one in this room that didn't like Rose more than me you yeah, know? yeah It's, but I understand the difference between an actress a, and portraying a character a role
0: and yes. you know, yes it's you know, not her fault she was paid to do a job mm. you know so I don't know it'd be like attacking the Jar Jar Binks actor you know the guy who was Jar Jar Binks mm. you know and no one's taking more shit than Jar Jar Binks in the Star Wars universe but like who gives a shit about who portrays it? The guy place. still does conventions every once in it, a while. It's not his fault, you know. <laughs> so, and I heard similar shit with the the kid who played uh, Anakin. Yes, uh, yeah, he dealt with a lot of shit. That sucks. That nice, wasn't his fault. That's just embarrassing. It Personally, really is. That's when you like you want your
2: first big roles, you know? Exactly. That you're getting, and for a lot of these people, they they've been in smaller films, but Star Wars is on a scale
0: larger than most films out there it means so much to people it's almost like religion Mm -hmm. you know sadly you know at times um and like i said i've got all the merchandise i'm fully invested as a fan um and for the most part there are nothing but positive fan stories out there and fandom can be awesome and Mm -hmm. great and mean a lot to all these actors and the fans in general but when it turns ugly like this i just it just makes me sick it really does I don't know. Um, Hopefully, you know, people rally uh, behind her and, you know, she's able to move on. Mm. So, because, I mean, like, is she really going to want to portray the character again, you know, in the next movie? You know, I mean, I wouldn't if I was Mm. attacked like that. You know, it's got to put some doubts, you know, in your head. Like, you know, screw these people. (laughs) Mm. You know, I mean, it's, it's sad. It really is. But anyway, let's move on to a happier subject.
2: Well, I mean, we'll move on to another toxic group of people. Uh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) great. (laughs) Alright, so we're going to be talking a little bit about video games tonight. Just a little bit, because I'm getting very tired. Christian's going to be talking about about video games. (laughs) Damon's going to be trying to keep up. Trying. Um, So this weekend is, of course, E3. It's the big big event of the year is kind of like the comic con of video games uh they kind of you know go over what's going to be happening this fall season which is usually the big season for you know holiday season's always big for video games they're going to be showing all the games that are coming out this fall and then of course they're going to tease what's coming out in the next probably three to four years because games take about three almost three four years of development time Wow, a lot of the time. As like, a fan,
0: I would have a hard time waiting <laughs> that long for games. Trust me, uh, it That's becomes
2: annoying when you are there every when you watch these every single year and you see like just a small tidbit of a game. And it's like the same game, stuff like that, like for like a couple years because consecutively. Mm-hmm. Like wow, a lot of studios have gotten better where it's like they're only gonna show things that are coming out soon rather than something like giving you a small teaser for a game they haven't even started yeah that's but like, like i remember ago. years ago when e3 first started and it was just like oh we have this game coming out it might come out it might not come out we'll
0: see <laughs> but know. here's a
2: taste <laughs> exactly
0: uh we
2: unfortunately got that that's last like cool. year with a couple of
0: games but um yeah so like how is this done it's just like each company stands up like yeah, stand each company
2: it? comes out to uh they have a booth at this kind of like big conference center but um the main thing, right before that week happens, they have their press conference to show off everything on their own. So they get to announce their stuff on their own. Oh, okay. So each one, like, kind of rents out a, like, theater or a different area in the L.A. area. And they put on this huge, like, display of,
0: like... Like a, a preview, almost? Yeah, it's like a preview. Okay. And then, so then, what do they do at the actual, like, event, like... At the actual event,
2: when you're there, um, it's like walking around meeting game developers and um, hopefully getting to test out games. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Getting That's there cool. is like big deal. Like, But it's mostly focused on... They've opened it... Um, the last few years, um, continuing on, they've opened it to the public. So now you can pay to get a ticket and go there. But it used to be just press. Okay. Or, like... Um, and if you were lucky enough as a YouTuber, you might be able to get a press pass and get in. Wow. So was kind of a big thing. Now it's kind of, you pay to get in, it's kind of more fan oriented. Okay. Which is fine. Which makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It, business sense, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, but um, a lot of people that were oppressed are, of course, complaining and they're saying it's watered down the experience for them. And stuff the like people that people who are in the press, yes, well, they can go
0: screw. It's about the fans, <laughs> as it is it?
2: People are getting a little tired of putting on this big show every year, and I understand
0: it's it's a big hassle for them. A lot of this stuff gets spoiled before it comes out. Well, I could see it being trying just because, like some mm. of these games, if, if what you're saying is true, it's like like you're talking about some of the same games, like for I feel like if the Avengers movie was like three years out and not exactly. like, one year out. <laughs> Yeah, so that I could see where that'd be exhausting.
2: And they have to the put on this big display every year which costs money and to, Oh, so the developers yes. are getting
0: kinda of tired of it too. Yes. Oh, okay, I so see. So it's what kind you're of
2: sharing. all Well thing things seem to be good this year. Everyone's made a lot of money, so <laughs>
0: Usually it makes everyone
2: happy. Yes. Um so we're gonna start off with uh, EA because EA has the first press conference of the weekend. Um you know, EA's had a lot of issues the last few years, um, they. Oh, are- I know this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the loot box stuff, right?
2: Yeah, with Star Wars, definitely. Um, I mean, that was kind of the nail in the coffin for all gaming that was doing this kind of tactic with their games. Um, government, uh, the American government, starting to look at loot boxes as ga- gambling for children, and mm. you know, it's starting to become more and more recognized as a problem. Countries across the world are saying you can't have a loot box in this game. Just how it wow. is. Wow, I just got know to that. that point. Uh, like I think Sweden outlawed um, Overwatch's loot boxes
0: recently. I think that's right. I could be wrong. So what's going to be the remedy since it's such a big part of the gaming world? Like, are they? Do you feel like they're going to end up just doing away with it completely? Well, start like to mention that
2: Battlefield Five. Uh, well Battlefield as a game is a uh it's a like a World War no well it's a shooter. And they're known for like having loot boxes and having additional content and um DLC like season passes and like pretty much here's the base game
0: and now and now, now no, here's
2: yeah. like a hundred more dollars worth of content for you to buy later. Jesus on. Christ. And <laughs> Because it's not like the base game doesn't cost you anything. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay. So this year, they decided, no, we're not going to have any paid content. It's all going to be there for you. Now Battlefront is done by EA. Battlefront is done by EA and then also Battlefield. So Okay. Uh, right. They're both made by DICE, which is an EA company. All right. Um, so, yeah, they they did away with that. And that's a big, huge step in the right direction, especially for EA, who has been one of the worst offenders of using loot boxes and using um, different season passes for all your games and trying to milk you for as much money as possible. And I thought that was very interesting of them to go in this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a shooter without a season pass? Wow. Okay. And there's I've I haven't seen it myself, but also Call of Duty might actually not have a season pass this year.
0: And, and is, this
2: is probably just
0: a mm-hmm. direct effect from everything that
2: happened. Exactly. Star Wars There's now. been tons of backlash since Star Wars Battlefront. Like, gamers have been fed up with this for years, but it seems like at this point, it's... Just heightened. Yeah, done. they're just done. And especially when you get government attention, you know, we just fucking let's mm-hmm. not put it in. Let's yeah. just put out the game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Especially this government.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, what they have, uh, announced so far for their conference, of course, is, uh, they have the Sims 4, more stuff for that, they have mobile games, mobile games. Is Sims is play. still a thing, huh? Yeah, Sims, still a big part, um. I had a friend who got lost in Sims for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it, I would consider it almost like a gateway game. Especially uh-huh. for anyone who's never play, like game doesn't game on a regular basis, you could put them on Sims and they will get lost for hours.
0: He was married to some chick mm-hmm. in the
2: Sims world. He got
0: weird. He <laughs> got weird. Let's they just got... leave it at that. Um.
2: Oh, I also wanted to start off with what I personally view as my opinion of gaming in general. Okay. I play games to have fun. I think I've said this before, to mm-hmm. you and to our I play games to have. fun. A lot of people go into this and they, I think, they forget this aspect of playing video games for fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they get so wrapped up in the content, uh, the frame rates, the just all the different peripherals to gaming, and they lose, focus. they lose focus on having fun in a game. Kind of like our fellow Star Wars fans. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, God. If you thought Star Wars fans were bad, just video game fans. Than like Star Wars video game things oh, yeah. on top, of <laughs> they they just rip uh, the poor Developers. game makers apart on a regular basis. Jesus. Um, so yeah, I look at things for in a fun way, and I want to. One of the things that I, like I haven't done in the last few years, like, is I haven't played a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Now, I uh, like I I've could get into Battlefield, and I've gotten to Call of Duty Black Ops. Two and three and one back when they were still popular and everything. And I, I like to play that because they're so like you get in, you play, and then you're able to get out. There's not like something that hangs you in there forever. You don't have to. Um, it's a simple, it's simple, like in and out experience. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun at that point. That's all I see it as. Just like a quick rush. Exactly. Other gamers take this seriously. It's almost a career that they want. They want to be. Ranked this number. They have the certain um, KD ratio that they want. Um, kill to death ratio. Okay. So that's how many kills they have versus how many deaths they have. It becomes this super competitive world. And I'm just not that kind of person. Uh-huh. And a lot of gamers... You're definitely not that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. Yes. Uh, a lot of gamers don't see it that way. So I'm, I am I just wanted to start off with that because I, how my opinion is on a lot that uh, we're going to be talking about might differ from what others... Think of wow, other people. Have they see. got an issue
0: with it. They can go screw. Them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they can get their own podcast. <laughs> exactly. So yes, I'll, this year I'm definitely looking for what shooter I want to be playing, and what uh, if there's hopefully a goddamn good car racing game out there that okay. isn't just another just. What's your favorite car racing game? Um, Need for Speed Underground Two. Okay. All right. Which is PS2 era. Oh wow. Which means that there hasn't been. Anything that I've really enjoyed since that the last, the last before the last Need for Speed game was kind of a step in the right direction as they were very like, hey, you can customize your car, you can choose the modifications, like make this car a drift car, make this car a um, drag race car. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like kind of building. I was like, oh, that's cool. Now if they make the next game, step that up. You know, give me more customization, let me build my dream car. You know, okay. I'm totally. surprised that they're they're not at that point already. Exactly, and the fact that I can't find like even like an indie developer making like a PC game like this
1: mm-hmm. blows my
2: mind. But um, the last Need for Speed game totally went in the wrong direction. It turned it turned all that customization into a kind of um, like almost loot box system.
0: Oh god, okay, and that was just disgusting. Yeah. So yeah so people are like spending like ridiculous money to like you yeah, others
2: it was kind of like you win races you get certain points and you might get it unlock. uh you might unlock the part that you want or the thing item that you want oh wow okay. it was just it was, ah. <laughs> it was bad um so back to EA <laughs> uh, they have Battlefield 5 which is the big title for them and uh they also have Anthem which is a kind of game where I, have you ever heard of destiny yes it's kind of like it's an mmo like you're like you're free roaming and everything but it will give you like a mission occasionally and you'll like be running finding loots doing all that kind of stuff uh anthem is going to be that type of game uh where it's mostly you're supposed to be playing with other people online now unless my friend's are interested in this i'm probably not going to be playing this okay you know it's just that kind of are you experience. want to like
0: jump in with strangers and start playing or do you usually have to have it be like a you know someone you know
2: i'm i'm willing to if it's a game that's like really worth it and really fun mm-hmm. but at the same time if i like meet like meeting people online and playing with them and trying to figure out if this is going to work as a group like this this is the type of game where you're going to want to continue to keep like leveling up with the same people and doing the same stuff over and over. Again. I'm so antisocial that just sounds horrible to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um you wanna make sure you click as a group, as a squad, and everything yeah. like that. Okay. But I don't know. I I they haven't showed us enough of Anthem. The last time they showed Anthem, what they do with these press conferences is they have actors pretending to play the game, doing voiceovers And it sounds so cliche and corny and and terrible. Like, you know, people don't talk like this when they play games. So they're shouting asshole at each other. And, Uh you know, it's just... So I'm hoping to see more from them. I'm hoping to see... Because Destiny has, again, as we talked about, all these loot boxes, all these um, paid transactions, all these different types of things. Destiny was one of those games that went in that direction at a certain point. Where... Mm -hmm. To unlock certain items, you need to pay more. You um, uh, it was all about these DLC programs rather than it just being a base game that was good. It has like base game that came out with the first one had like zero story to it. Eventually, they sent out a DLC that made, that had story to it. Okay, but that's something you had to pay for down the road. Yeah, you know, these games need to be coming out with full stories, full realizations, full worlds. That's why games like Red Dead are so exciting to me because it's it's a world with a story that envelops you that you get lost into. Mm-hmm. You know, um, games like Fallout. Like I just played Fallout Four again this weekend just because I can do whatever the fuck I want in the game and it has so much. It'll just draw you in. I forgot to eat for almost the <laughs> entire. Like wow, I'm,
0: I was that enveloped in what I was that's doing. That's one thing I so... never do is forget to eat. Exactly, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, so you feel like they're going... Are they going to go the opposite direction now? To rectify everything that's, you know, been happening with the loot boxes?
2: I I hope so. You know, I mean, seeing Battlefield do that makes me... Because that's a huge title Mm -hmm. in the gaming industry. It's one of the top titles. There's such
0: a backlash that will become a trend now where, you know...
2: And that... But games like Anthem and games that are like MMOs that like are you... Based, not based off of a story, but more based off of um, playing online at all times, usually rely more on those microtransactions, especially when they're huge games. They want to make more of an investment to continue to go on. So we'll see how Anthem handles that, but if it goes in the way of Destiny, it might get more backlash and be taken mm-hmm. out. Um, Destiny was created by Bungie, which was the company that made Halo originally. Oh, yeah. So I Halo. Yes. you know that. That's why I was, I was linking <laughs> it back you. for you.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> so that's what they do now. Okay. Um, next I have Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft is in a bit of a rut themselves, mostly because they haven't been releasing much games. Well, I could see that being a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, they don't have many new titles ever coming out and um they're facing an issue where people haven't aren't buying their consoles because of such. You know, they came out last year with a new console for um, not new new, but it was like, oh, this one will do four K while the last one couldn't do four K. Mm-hmm. And while the specs are great, um, it does four K better than any other console out there. Mm-hmm. There's relatively no games that people are interested in at the time. So this year they have to work on showing that they have games. That people are gonna to want to play, and the problem is, is that they're gonna probably show us the same games over again, oh, wow. which will probably be Halo, and it will probably be Gears of War. Okay. There's a new studio working on Halo. It's just so that you. Know. Oh, okay. Um. So, they will probably release a trailer or something for Halo Six, and while dandy, you know, it's not exciting. That's not gonna bring new people to the console. That's yeah. not gonna bring. New people out there to want to buy an xbox and then like how far ga- how far off is
0: halo 6 actually from being like hitting the market
2: i don't it's halo 5 came out at least three years ago okay so i, I think halo 6 should be should able
0: be to come Halo's, out this yeah. fall or next fall if any but if you're a company that's having an issue like, mm-hmm. with just having content for people to you know actually yeah play.
2: and we're nearing the end of this console cycle run so, mm-hmm. we'll probably start getting to see PS5s and Xbox, the next Xbox and everything coming out soon. So, okay. within the next two, years. What's your three favorite years, console right now? Um, right now, I play with a PS4. Okay. Um, but I also play a lot on my PC as well, okay. on my laptop. Like, I have Fallout and I have Skyrim and everything on my laptop. Because I like to use mods, and uh, mods are like free DLC almost. Okay. Made by other people that don't make the game. Oh, okay. It's just kind of an awesome community. We'll cool. get to that. Well, Bethesda's next. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing Microsoft has actually officially announced was uh, Forza Horizon 4, which is a racing game. Um, very realistic racing game. Fine. I want something more customizable, something I can build with and
0: play around with. I want to make cars. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying. So okay. So definitely not your cup of tea, though.
2: Not yet. You know, um, Crackdown Three might be might show up again. Um, They showed it off last year. Crackdown is like this game where you can pretty much uh, like destroy everything in the city. It's a sandbox game. Is what they call those. It's basically it's built for you to fuck around in. Okay. So they look fun. It's like. Crackdown was never one of my games, so it's not like I don't have nostalgia towards it or anything like that. Okay. Just <clears> that is. Um, next, we're on to Bethesda, which is, Bethesda is one of my favorite companies. As I just mentioned, Fallout 4, I I will play 12 hours in one day and not have a single problem. Mm-hmm. Um, they make these open, up, open world games that just are unbelievable and they let you do and be whoever you want. You can go in and play a new game all the time, create new characters, be a different person each time, and have a different experience. Oh, that's cool. And that's great. Um, this year, they've already announced beforehand a game called Fallout 76, but that might be more of a MMO-style game, and that kind of worries some gamers. Okay. Um, we, don't th- we don't know much about it. All they've shown of the game is... Kind of the inside of a fallout shelter which uh, fallout is all based in this kind of world where uh it's like kind of the 40s and 50s if the nuclear apocalypse happened mm-hmm. and then modern technology like it's kind of like modern but not modern okay it's all it takes place in the past but with modern. it technology. takes place in the future but with past ideologies and... I'm already lost. <laughs> <laughs> Just think, um, think if uh, we had advanced technology faster, but we had the same ideas as we did in the 50s and okay. stuff like that. Okay. 50s and 60s. That's interesting. And then the nuclear holocaust happened. Okay. <laughs> Wrap your head around that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> very fun. Okay. Uh, you probably enjoy it. Um, Bethesda also um, uh, was one of the studios that works on Doom. Uh, the new Doom, so that's a game that you should definitely be playing. It's something that you would very much enjoy. It's just mindless violence. Is that mindless you're violence, but... You calling
0: me a psycho? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> I do like mindless violence. I do. I like a, a good fighting game. Mm. So, too. So, I, I definitely, you know, and I, I was a fan of Doom back in the day. Exactly. So. Um, All right.
2: Um... Doom might have another title soon who knows but i i think they're still writing off the success of the last one so i'm not really worried about that and, and doom
0: is gonna get a movie soon too is like, it right i feel like there was rumors of like cena playing like yeah yeah maybe yeah. It was stay away from wrestling characters yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they've gone down that road before right i like that movie for all the wrong reasons. Maybe it's not Duke. Maybe I'm thinking of Duke Nukem or something
2: like that. Oh, God, don't make a Duke Nukem movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm not right. sure. It's one of the two. I, I felt like it was Doom, but I hmm. could be wrong. Um, Bethesda also showed a trailer for Rage 2, which is kind of like Mad Max on super steroids. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I will definitely show you that trailer. Uh-huh. Um, very fun looking game. That should be interesting. I think the main thing that I'm looking out of for Bethesda is getting a a hint, a glimpse or anything of an Elder Scrolls game. Uh, Elder Scrolls, is the last one was Skyrim. Okay. And Skyrim came out fucking 10 years ago. Oh, wow. 10 plus years ago. Wow. We haven't had a like traditional sequel to them since. I've been playing Skyrim with mods and different things fucking ten years. Wow. You know, I, <laughs> I... Wait. Scratch that. Six years. Not ten. Okay. Still a long time. Still a long time. Um, Skyrim is probably my favorite game of all time I think at this point. I just... I, I always find something fun and something to do with it. And I, that's why I want Elder Scrolls to have another game come out. <laughs> for the love of God. Uh uh-huh. It's been, every year we do the same thing. We say, "Hey, maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna give us some something, something." You know, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> a little taste. Yeah. Uh, I will. I will get a little drunk if they uh if they show Skyrim. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> too. Okay. Or something. Like I I need I need some Elder Scrolls in my life. Okay. Fair I'll enough. Um, they have another Elder. They have an Elder Scroll Legends. It's another online game. I just I don't care. Okay. (laughs) That's fair enough, too. Um, Square Enix is having their first uh, press conference ever. Um, They are the creators of Tomb Raider and also Kingdom Hearts.
0: And this Um, is their first press conference,
2: huh? Yes, their first standalone, like, on their own. Like, usually they'll, like, tie in with either Sony or Microsoft, which uh, Sony and Microsoft are, like, the consoles rather than, you know, just games.
0: All right. So what, what's brought around the change where they're doing their own?
2: I think it's because of the the amount of games they have coming out and the, the scale of the games. Like, this will be the third installment of Tomb Raider coming out. So Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay. And then this is the third installment of Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. which people of course have been freaking out about Kingdom Hearts for since I was a child. A long time, so. yes. <laughs> yes. People have been waiting for this game for a long time. Um, I
0: believe my sister's a I could be wrong. most likely. <laughs> most likely is everyone a fan about you, Christian. Pretty much, <laughs> I, I, just, I just
2: never got behind it. It's it was okay. weird, confusing. I didn't like it. Uh huh. That's so, with all the
0: Disney characters and like a weird, it's like
2: Disney plus anime, yeah. Make games that's, and it sounds weird. What they've shown of this next one, it definitely looks like it's an old game made with new colors. So, okay. okay. New, just new colors. Huh? Yeah. It, it's, it doesn't really do much for me. Okay. Um, I was trying to think if they had anything else. Square Enix. They'll probably have a few more surprises. Especially, it's their first one. They can't come up with just two games. Okay. I mean, it's, I mean, it's probably... It is an hour they have to fill, so we'll see. Um, another money-hungry company, Ubisoft. Uh, they usually have the most cringeworthy of all the press conferences because they just why why is it it's it's like very planned out um scripted very scripted um they try to make jokes throughout the entire thing they never land um it's like a raw promo kind of it's kind of like watching raw Uh, (laughs) naomi tyler comes out every that's right right she's from archer oh lana okay The voice actress for Lana, um, she she's been doing it for years now. She's great, it's awesome, but last year they um it was right after the Orlando shooting was the day before. Oh, okay. Or the morning of. So they had this like awkward silence. Like they did like a moment of silence. But they had all these people dressed up as like game characters behind them. Oh, and it was just like very bizarre. awkward and bizarre and yeah, it's, it's it was <laughs> yeah. It was I just that. Um, just not. They're a European-based company. They they do a lot of goofy stuff. They're very French. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, they're the ones that are very much behind every Just Dance game that comes out. That's them. Every, oh, like, okay. So they have that. Those discipline. are the jerks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it called? So let's see. They have a new Assassin's Creed game that's coming out. Okay. Um, the last one was apparently very well done. Uh, they've finally they finally kind of mm. flipped the script on how they are handling the games. Okay. Rather, uh, they're more role playing to them. They pump those games out pretty regularly, right? Yeah, Assassin's they were doing Creed. them like every year. They like, they will have a uh, they, so they'll have like two or three studios working on their own titles so that they can have a game come out every single year. Wow. Okay. Uh, they took a break for the movie. The okay. movie tanked. Yes. So they're back to making games. <laughs> um, the last game did pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. Um, all things considered, with how people, how much people were feeling that it was stale, and they really needed to get back to their roots, get um, and kind of start again. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made it more into a role-playing game where you make more decisions. You're not just playing a narrative. And I think that was the right decision. It was definitely um, something new for them. I kind of I didn't play the game, but I very much looked into like the lore aspects. So I wanted to know what what has this done to change the world of Assassin's Creed? Because this was kind of based
0: off. This was the start of the Assassins. Which was what that so game. So are a lot of games going towards that direction? That like sandbox that you were talking about, like that kind of like play format of you know building worlds that you can interact in and having, you know... Yes. Control over the narrative. Mm. Okay. Because so you,
2: you enjoy that. It's like playing a movie. hmm You know, um, we'll talk about Kojima in a little bit, but he is a pretty much crazy guy who really sh- wanted to be a director when he grew up, and um, he ended up making video games. And, I mean, that's kind of like a, what a lot of these people's stories are. they kind of, like, making these stories... But they're interactive, and they are all these kinds of experiences that you can kind of have, and it's kind of it's kind of cool to play it that way. Yeah. that's why I like games like these, where it's like, um, once again I say Red Dead and I, Assassin's Creed, where you are living in this
0: kind of world rather than just you know playing a narrative. It's, yeah, it really is just storytelling hmm. under just the guise of a different medium. Exactly. Really. So yeah, that's that is an interesting way to look at it.
2: Um. On their list, they have other games like Beyond Good and Evil 2. I never played the first one. Uh, people are freaking out saying that Beyond Good and Evil uh, is something that I've been waiting for for a long time. So I'm going to learn more about it this weekend. Hopefully, they'll show some gameplay. Um, for Honor, eh. It's uh, for not for me. I played the beta when the first one came out and um, shared it with my friends, and it just wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. a very fun experience it was like you're playing it's almost like um, what was that TV show on fucking uh, Spike where you would, one person would be a samurai one person would be a um, viking and then it would be like oh who's better type of situation
0: oh like oh god do you remember that show Man At least Versus what I'm talking about? or something like oh I know what
2: you're talking about yeah, yeah it was kind of like that but the video game fucking so, Spike
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Exactly. It's like they gave, like, a 13-year-old a channel. A TV Mm. channel to (laughs) program. Vikings
2: and Samurais. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it was basically that, the video game, and it wasn't much for me. Um, It was fun a little bit, but I kept getting my ass kicked by my friends at a certain point. So so at a point, you just give up. (laughs) Um I see Tom Clancy's The Vision Two on here. I'm not excited about that at all.
1: (laughs) Okay.
2: Um, I was one of those people that was very excited for the first game, and was very disappointed when the first game came out. Um, It just it it had a lot of promise for what it was going to be, and how it showed. It was kind of like this like world after an infection had kind of like wiped it out, and everyone's kind of fighting for resources, Mm -hmm. and like it was like an MMO. Everyone like could do like you could form squads and you're just gonna run off and like fight and stuff, and just the game mechanics felt wrong, the motion felt weird when I was playing it. Like I bought it, I bought like the special edition. I was like full that like I'm I was super excited for this game, and it just dropped the ball. Wow! So I spent a lot of money, didn't get a lot back in return when I returned it, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moved on with my life. And that's the story with games, right? Like their the resale value is like no. No. Right. Uh, nowadays, I buy mostly digital,
0: and you don't get money back on digital. Yeah, games, so. yeah. So, and that's that seems to be the right. No one really buys like a hard copy, mm-hmm. one, right?
2: Uh, last but not least, uh, the companies. I know I'm doing a very kind of quick run through. Um, i I'm, I'm just looking over to see if there was anything I missed from Ubisoft real fast. There might be a new Splinter Cell game. We'll see. Um, that's kind of like a stealth fighter game. Mm-hmm. I, You know Tom Clancy games, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard of them. He's heard of them. Mm-hmm. Um, last but not least, I have Sony on my list. and Well, because I don't play anything from Nintendo. So I apologize if I'm not getting to Nintendo tonight. <laughs> it is on, on here, but I'm not going to talk about Nintendo.
0: <laughs> that's fair enough. It's fair. Although uh, Super Smash Bros. looks awesome. so
2: Yes, and having a portable Super Smash Bros., probably
0: not a bad thing, not right? Not a bad thing. <laughs> um,
2: Sony, um, which has been phenomenal these last few years, um, just releasing games, released a solid console. Um, they have been just outselling everyone, outpacing everyone, doing great. Can't give them enough praise because you know, they had games like horizon come out um, and they had games like god of war that we, we've talked about on the podcast before mm-hmm. come out these are really great single player stories that are you know you know you're in this world where everyone thinks you need to a battle royale game where you need this very big map uh, multiplayer game to have fun and no there's just give me a solid narrative mm-hmm. and I'm looking at this list of games and I, I see more I see more solid narratives they had the last of us part two which was announced last year and maybe we'll see gameplay this year which would be very interesting yeah one well, it shows you that story matters mm-hmm. you know so I mean the last of us was considered one of the like best stories to come out in years for me Man it's Man's. another game
0: where I feel like I feel like I bought it for my sister actually mm. for like a Christmas or something like that so it's a game that I feel like I've actually heard of yes. Um, so uh, I think I've
2: told you multiple times to play Last of Us. So really? Okay. Chance. Okay.
0: And it's very much after Alley.
2: It's this very um. It's be- it's zombies, but it's not that this- like I wouldn't consider them your typical zombies. Um, they based off sound and stuff like, like um, on a okay. different level. Okay. Uh, so very much interest- very interesting story. And and it's very focused around a uh, man and an older and a younger lady. So you're kind of like following them throughout their kind of adventure, mm-hmm. then becoming this ragtag group, pretty much. Okay. This sounds familiar to me. <laughs> it might sound like uh, Logan a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> kind um... of situation. Um, Death Stranding is on this list, and that's uh, made by Kojima Productions. Uh, I mentioned Kojima earlier. He is kind of a madman when it comes to making video games. He uh, <laughs> he just makes the most beautiful, open experiences that let you do whatever and have the craziest storylines ever. Very Japanese all the way through, but at the same time, it's it's like breathtaking experience. He's, almost every game he's released has gotten high honors, like perfect scores. Wow, okay. And some reason the game studio that he was under released him. Interesting. They had they wanted to go in a more mobile game direction. He's very much a like main like triple A title type guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, I don't know why that's that's the direction they went. Um, Sony has picked up the pieces and uh, he is making this new game, uh, Death Stranding. What Death Stranding is, who the fuck knows? Uh-huh. Uh, but, but you're interested because it's him, mostly because it's him. But also, like, what they've shown in trailers, it's the most trippy-looking thing I've ever seen. There's this baby that might be... Um, let me start off by telling you who's in the game. Okay. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Is actually in the game? Yes. Okay. As a character. Um, <laughs> Mad Mickelson is, it looks like he's the main villain. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And... Uh, yeah, from Walking Dead, the one with the boner. Oh, Daryl uh, Norman uh... Norman Reedus. Yes, is the main character. Okay. Oh, I think
0: I think he's been teasing it on his Instagram account. Yeah. Actually, you've probably seen images okay. of it.
2: Yes. Okay. I had no idea what the hell it was. <laughs> uh, what we've seen is Norman Reedus has a baby, and it might be inside him at one point, and then he goes out of him. And what? <laughs> there's a baby going between two tubes and okay um there's a creature that kind of is like in one dimension but it can kill you in the, your dimension and because why not <laughs> there's skull soldiers and well i like that <laughs> it's just very no one knows what it is yet okay. and i'm kind of for some reason i feel like at this e3 they'll finally show some foreign gameplay they said that the game should come out during this console phase but it's getting pretty close to the next one <laughs> okay. and I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to make it a launch game for whatever the next console they have coming out Okay. to sell that console and that would make sense mm-hmm. So, uh, but we'll see uh, that's a big um, another big one is Spider-Man another Sony exclusive game
0: which Spider-Man game is this?
2: it's going to be um, I think you've seen images and videos of it on our Instagram and stuff that I've shared Um, it's literally, it's, you play as Spider-Man. I don't don't know for sure if it's Miles or not, but it's 3D, fully, like, open experience.
0: Okay. What's the, what's, is it just called Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay, it's not the one that came, oh, I thought was coming out last year, the, um...
2: It was supposed to come out earlier this year, and it's, I got moved back. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, you're fighting Mr. Negative, yes yeah. okay yeah um, i thought
0: i for some reason i thought that already came out okay mm-hmm. all right that's interesting it's, it, it's i'm curious on why they chose mr negative oh, i'm not sure it's a relatively mm. new character from from slot so that's pretty cool you know it's, mm. he's got interesting powers so maybe they felt like he lent himself to
2: gameplay um uh, they seem to tease that they might be just like Having that as the main narrative, but then they will be adding different villains and characters down the road. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's as paid content or as free content. Okay. If they want to add, but um, they've definitely teased Venom and they've teased Black Cat. They've
0: yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, because I'm sure like just the common fan wouldn't know like Mister Negative, mm. but it's a cool character, you know, nonetheless. Um, and one that I'm looking forward to is
2: Ghost of Tsushima, which is uh. Kind of an open world experience within the um feudal japan okay which is like not a game that has really been done yet uh getting to play in this kind of um you know ninja and samurai era and running around just sounds like a fun fucking experience it does. and the images that they've released and everything have looked beautiful so i'm definitely interested in that game altogether. um those are kind of like the main things that I'm looking forward to. I know it's very
0: Sony heavy, but mm-hmm. I have a Sony console. <laughs> yeah. So, if you had to pick one game that you're most excited for,
2: <sighs> out of everything, I'm I'm gonna say Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't seen much of it yet. Oh wow! Okay. But it's I think it's the most promising, the most unique out of everything that's been like released, and it's it's the newest like IP out of all of them. Okay. So that's definitely something that's exciting. I'm I'm definitely pushing for everyone to have new stuff to start coming out. Like I want Anthem to be a good game because it's a new IP. It's new, it's not like another Halo. It's not another yeah. battlefield. It's not another Call of Duty. And like why the hell would you want
0: something to suck? Like I don't, exactly. you know, so yeah, I get it. Hmm. Um so that that's definitely your top pick, what you're most successful.
2: Depending on how the gameplay turns out.
0: Okay. <laughs> if enough. it's not fun, then it's not fun, you know. Yeah. So I mean, and so now throughout this event, you're going to be doing some periscoping,
1: perhaps.
2: Uh, yeah. I was thinking, you know, after each press conference, I could do a little periscope, tell you guys exactly what I thought of the press conference, uh, get you know a little in depth, you know, talk about uh, what the games they announced and everything. You know just you know, have fun with you guys. Uh, you guys can definitely. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure that you're watching over this us uh, because I'm going to be live tweeting each press conference and then I'm going to talk about it right afterwards. So it's going to be a full interactive experience. Exactly. Um, so, um, the ones I will be able to do, just so that we are aware, I will be doing EA, I will be doing Microsoft, uh, Sony, Bethesda. uh I think I, the other ones are while I'm at work, so I won't be able to do some of those. <laughs> unfortunately, I'll only be able to do the ones that are over the weekend. and. Um, How long's the event? Um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and when? Oh, really? So it's through Tuesday. Wow. Okay. So, like, each press conference is at their own different time.
0: All right. Mm. All right.
2: Cool. Um. So yeah, Sony
0: is after I get off work, so I'll be able to do that one. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, definitely follow along if you're a fan. mm mm-hmm. um, You know, and, like, we'll be definitely doing some uh, posts just, you know, when you can follow along. And exactly. Thing, just reminding people. Um, and that's pretty much going to do it for this week. Um, I don't know. Do we have anything else that we need to cover? I'm good. I feel like we covered everything. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we go, we want to do some shout-outs to some podcasts that we feel like you should be listening to. Um <laughs> First, we're gonna start off with the Pod Bay Door show, uh, curated content and comedic viewpoints, uh, society, politics, entertainment, and Las Vegas. Um, go ahead and follow them on Twitter. Um, and check them out. Um, on Pod Genie. So um, yeah, they they're a really fun show. Um, hilarious. Um, follow them. Feel like a good laugh. So um. Another uh, podcast that I actually just started listening to is a You Can Rewind It. Um, here's the little blurb. We re-watch movies from our childhood, 80s to the 90s, to see if they still hold up today. That, that sounds like exactly what I do every weekend in my basement. Um, <laughs> join us for a crazy trip down memory lane. Um, this show is very binge-worthy. It's definitely, if you were born in that era, it's mm-hmm. definitely worth checking out. Um, so, um, next we've got the grave girls podcast, three girls review scary movies and relate them to true, uh, true crime cases and scary stories. We post a new episode every week. Um, this is a really novel concept. I love scary movies and I love true crime stories. So to see them marriage, like married in this, you know, way is pretty neat. Um, and just unique. So, um, and then last but not least is, um, movies with the misses, um, TJ and Serenity's podcast about movie fans becoming movie fans, crazy lists, goofy tournaments, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, check them out on iTunes, Stitcher, Speaker. What the hell is Speaker? I don't know. Spreaker? Is it things? Is it Spreaker or Speaker. Uh, I've been seeing that lately. Why aren't we on that, Christian? Maybe we are, we just don't are know. We? <laughs> That is true. Now it is. Uh, but they're on Spreaker, so I, I've, I've just been seeing people post about Spreaker, and apparently we're not on board. Hey, okay, Damon, I hear you. I'll okay, go let's go. Look into it. Let's Yo. go, Christian. <laughs> um, but yeah, so check them out. So yeah, so that's Pretty much can do it for this. Yeah, week. I
2: mean, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you're checking out all of our other episodes. Yeah, I that's mean, right. if this is your first time listening to us, thank you for listening. Make sure you listen to more. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We have Please lots do. of content, we have lots <laughs> of things for you to hear. Check us out on Podbean, on iTunes, on Stitcher on spotify spotify I'm, I'm missing one more inside on uh, tune in tune in that's oh, right that's the newest yeah. one there you go uh-huh. um uh, we're also on 12 ounce radio you're probably already listening to us on 12 Outs, obviously right? so i don't know why you need to advertise them right <laughs> uh no yeah make sure you're checking us out on 12 ounce um they have plenty of great podcasts plenty of great sports shows for you to check out
0: and make sure you rate and review us too while yes. you're at it subscribe mm-hmm. please um, we live off those rates and reviews absolutely so, literally they feed me yes that's right and that's how you support don't let me start <laughs> the podcast that you love <laughs> and you know all the, the podcasts that I just shout out make sure you do the same for them too exactly so um, but yeah so that's pretty much going to do it um, let's shout out to our house band yes, guilty, them aces. guilty aces you're listening to them right now in the mm-hmm. background as we speak um, follow them on iTunes um, go ahead and or, well, no, flip that around. Follow them on Twitter. Go ahead, and look them out on, all look right. them up on <laughs> their right. iTunes. Download their stuff. Yes. Great rockabilly band from Chicago. Check them out.
2: Mm. Uh, make sure that you're following us not only on iTunes, but on Instagram and Facebook because we are always sharing new things that we find out on all three different items. Um, we do different things on different um, social medias. Definitely
0: a big community for you to check out. So just go on there. Follow us. We make it worth your while. We make it worth your while. That's right. And definitely, you know, give us your feedback. Um, our main hub is definitely Twitter. Um, but, yeah, you know, go ahead and check us out on those other, you know, sites. We're, we, we crave your feedback. Yes. And like you heard earlier, we are doing a lot
2: this weekend on Twitter. Yes. So make sure that you're checking <laughs> us out. Uh, we have a lot to cover for next week, too. I mean, we've got uh, Dominion. Uh, uh, yes, we've got preview for my the, the Bank. I'm hopefully seeing hereditary this weekend. I might go see it just so that we both can talk. Yes, that would be nice. So <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a little I got a couple dollars I can spend on the
0: theater Yes. yes. Uh, I'm really <laughs> excited for that movie. So check us out next week.
2: Yeah, next week. Thank you, this has been Christian. And this has been Damon. That was the amazing nerd show.